0: Good evening, weirdos. This is uh, the incredible and wonderful and hilarious Chris Garcia. I really enjoyed our talk. Uh, hes I've been trying to get him on for a long time and it finally worked out. So as I always say, uh, let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do want to plug uh, some stand-up dates. I'm going on the road currently with the incredible Lara Bites. It's uh it's basically a double headliner tour. She's so funny. She's incredible. Uh the next date is Cleveland. I do want to say uh sorry to St. Louis. I had to reschedule St. Louis um because of a movie thing uh that I'll be updating. I'm sure I'll be talking about that. Um but we are rescheduling. So uh any day now we'll have the new date and I will be uh letting everybody know. So apologies to the weirdos. In St. Louis, uh, but I will be coming your way uh, just on a different date. So Cleveland, San Jose, Houston, and Phoenix are all the confirmed dates right now. Go to PeteHolmes.com. We will be adding even more dates, uh, which I'm very excited about, uh, very shortly, very shortly. The next Largo is also this Friday. Uh, some wonderful guests are going to be there for if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area. Largo-LA.com for tickets. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors, the Pete's Picks. As you guys know, I only do uh, sponsorships for things that I actually love and actually enjoy. The original Pete's Pick, which uh, we talk about a little bit in this episode, is uh, Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It's CBD oil. It's grown in Denver for human consumption. It is wonderful. Uh, and they are doing a new promo 40% off their best-selling 17 milligram uh, oil in any flavor mint chocolate lemon orange or olive oil you go to cwhemp.com slash weird and type in keep it crispy 17 that's going to be valid through valentine's day that's 40% 40% off. So if you've been wondering why I keep going on and on about this wonderful plant ally elixir, now is your time to get 40% off with keep it crispy 17 and show your support of this podcast. I am also running nice nice and clean on Kachaba Cachava, as you guys know, is a plant-based superfood drink mix. It's a smoothie in a bag, basically, for people who are curious about how to eat more plant-based foods, get more superfood nutrient uh, wonderfulness into their body. Cachava is not just a wonderful place to start, but it's something that even someone like me, who's been doing this for years, swears by. It is uh, a team of wonderful nutrient nutrient, nutritionist-type people, explorer-type people that went into the jungles to find the most most exotic, nutrient-rich superfoods that have been revered by tribal cultures for centuries. It's 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s from chia and flax. It's got eight superfoods, 17 greens and veggies, no gluten, no soy, no artificial sweeteners or preservatives. It's got just enough coconut nectar in there to be sweet. Just got enough uh, coconut milk powdered coconut milk in there to be creamy and chocolatey or vanilla if you are nasty either way delicious 24 grams of plant-based protein to keep you full nine grams of fiber it's actually delicious it's like a meal in a pill it couldn't be easier because of the the mix of ingredients you can add it just to water shake it up in a bottle and you're good to go keeps you full for hours so a lot of people use it for weight management i use it because it makes me feel incredible you get high from the nutrients from the maca root for energy from the cacao a wonderful mood elevating quality it is i swear by it when i'm with the baby and i got to make food with one hand or if i'm in a rush or if i'm traveling on the road and it's hard for me to get greens and veggies into my body cachava is a wonderful thing to have in your life Go to Kachava, dot com slash weird, and you'll get 20% off your order and show your support of this podcast. Kachava.com slash weird. Thank you to our friends at Kachava, currently running on your wonderful Miracle Powder right now. And uh, try some Charlotte's Web. Get 40% off now. And I hope to see you on the road, Cleveland, San Jose, Houston, and Phoenix, and we'll be rescheduling St. Louis and adding more dates to PeteHolmes.com very, very soon, in the meantime, enjoy the wonderful Chris Garcia. You're so funny. Thanks, Pete. Let's talk about your stand up. <laughs> okay. What is going on? I see somebody like you that's so funny. And I'm just like, what is happening? That is my that's my question. Just what's what's like, happening well, in general? The, I mean the the level of comfortability and like how long have you been doing it? How did you get started? I, I I'm not just saying that because it's what we ask each yeah. other. I really want to know because the end result is is really special.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so kind. Um, Well, I started in 2005 in San Francisco, and I just kind of dipped my toes. You know, I was watching mics, and then in like 2000. You went and watched? I went and watched it's the best before. advice, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, just go went and watched for like it six months, and I was like, oh, I can do this. Yes! Like, Wait, this you is...
0: went for six months? <laughs> yeah! I was, you thought you could do I it! I was
1: scared. I was very scared. It's you know, my childhood dream, so I was like scared to jump all the way in. Wait, you
0: knew even as a kid you wanted to be a stand-up?
1: Yeah, I recently found my uh, second grade yearbook, and Sister Perpetua, this nun, wrote, To Chris, the comedian. No. <laughs> and I was just like, a funny little kid and just a ham wow. and stuff
0: and i think but she was stand-up also being specifically uh, yeah she was calling <laughs> yeah, you yeah, a, yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah that's what, what she know, was doing <laughs> for sure that's like a joke with old old people yeah uh, this comedian but you were interested in stand-up do you what's your early stand-up memory
1: my early memories are going on car trips or waiting for Um, the ball to drop on New Year's Eve and my family and I would listen to this Cuban comedian named Álvarez Guedes. Oh, I know Álvarez. Do you really? (laughs) That would be so
0: cool! (laughs) You're like, me encanta Álvarez. a bit of the perito and the pero. (laughs) Uh, Dos peritos y uno (laughs) perro. You'd say un pero, right? I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, Uh, Keep going. And
1: uh, he he has like over forty albums?
0: No. Yeah, See, I should know who <laughs> yeah.
1: he is. He's very prolific. He also has a lot of street jokes that you're like, okay, that's a street joke and
0: stuff like right, that. Right, right. Um, but I wonder, I wonder what if that's like what was expected and what people really wanted. You know what I mean? Like if a comedian's doing that, yeah. Like a lot of guys from Boston that I would watch would do more closely what I think their generation thought was jokes, which was the make me laugh. You better just tell me something funny. So I wonder if he was just like a product, obviously, of his environment. Yeah, totally. Something and he wouldn't that do time, now. A lot of one-liners. Yeah. And
1: then every once in a while it would be this kind of subversive, like, anti-communist humor, which no. was really interesting, which he really talked about, like, immigrating to the United States and that whole process. Uh-huh. And he'd have, like, you know, kind of simple jokes where he'd be, like, uh, talking about taking his, like, uh, immigration exam or whatever that you have to take. And he's, like... Uh, And he's like, I don't know how to answer these things. And he switches to English and he's like, Who is the president of the United States? And you go, I don't know, Rockefeller Center? (laughs) Like, it's just like, (laughs) that's really kind of silly stuff. But it cracked my parents up. And
0: just as a kid on a car ride, I'd be like, This is awesome. (laughs) Um, Were they, leading question, were they getting along before the record went on? Is this like helping? Because in my, my life, laughing meant like everyone was happier. I'm not saying they were always unhappy, but like anything that got us all laughing together was like such a gift. Because my parents didn't really get along <laughs> Oh, for I'll sure I'll say that for me Well,
1: my parents got along But just life was hard Or like, yeah. you know they, From their experiences Living in Cuba And coming to the United States it, def- it definitely wasn't easy Right So to make fun of it See,
0: white people are just of- making their own
1: problems <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah We're yeah. just like Let's say we have this nice house Fine job <laughs> Private school You're kind of a bitch <laughs> yeah. Like, they just have to make yeah. conflict
1: Yeah, we don't have therapy We have Rockefeller Center <laughs> <laughs> You know It's affordable
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey lines. once you <laughs> laugh a million times yeah. <laughs> Rockefeller Center is a great choice. Yeah, it's of really a, funny. A fake president. Yeah. Cuz the Rockefellers like nobody really knows, you know what I mean? It's like the Koch brothers. It's yeah. like what? I don't know, but there's so many monuments and buildings I love it. So they would listen to it together. Happy family. Yeah. Road trips. We have any uh, brothers, sisters? I have an older sister. She's
1: twelve years older. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, she's not super funny. She. Um, <laughs> 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 she's funny in her own way. <laughs> My parents are hilarious, and she's, uh, you know, she's a little more oh. subdued. She's like, a, uh, I think, since we're such different generations, and she. Was born in Cuba and had to come here. She grew up a lot faster. Uh-huh. So she was the one that was married at 20, owned a house at 22, had a kid at 24. Like she was – she's very conservative. She's religious. Oh, well. She does everything by the book. Catholic?
0: Uh, Christian. Christian? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. she protested.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she went – Because you went to Catholic school. So. I went to Catholic school. And so did she uh yeah but although we,
0: there's 12 years difference maybe she didn't I, I don't know i assume she went to a lutheran school we went i went to catholic school not because we were
1: catholic we went because the schools were bad right. and so we had to lie about where we lived to go it's I, like when
0: you're not kosher but the meal on the <laughs> plane is better yeah yeah it's yeah the, totally it's the education equivalent i love that um Okay, so you had an unfunny uh, sister who's getting living way really fast.
1: Yeah, she's doing. She's like, I'm. I'm g- need to assimilate and yeah. get things done and yeah. have the life that my parents never had. And she just did everything. And you were born here. I was born here and I had it easier, so I was like, "I'm going to be a comedian." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, it's in my earbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Did your parents really want you to be an astronaut?
0: They I, really, they like, did.
1: My dad. I grew up here in LA, my dad would take me to the LA County Science Museum. Uh, it, was called, it was the California Science Center all the time, and
0: so my he, dad would take me to the California Raisins. <laughs> <laughs> They had lower expectations. They're like, if you could sing in a line... Men would be happy. if you could wear sunglasses and play the saxophone. <laughs> and high tops. <dumps, laughs> yeah. But naked for everything else, we'll be very proud of you. Uh, okay? Uh, but, yeah. He, he just, would take you to, like, hope it rubs off on you.
1: Hoping it would rub off. And yeah. it just, I mean, it just wouldn't. He's, like, a, a machinist. And he actually worked for Rockwell, like, the company that worked on the space shuttle and oh, stuff. Oh, wow.
0: And he wanted me to be part of that. And I just... So it I wasn't just, just out of the blue. it sounds when you do it in your stand up, it sounds yeah. sort of adorable and out of the blue, not yeah. condescendingly adorable, but just like what's the biggest thing you could do? Well, leave the earth, <laughs> yeah, yeah but totally. he got it when he was working on rockets, basically. yeah, And okay. he was like, "I want my kid to do this, yeah, and, you know he never
1: got a degree or anything, so he thought right I can go to get degrees, and I can you know yeah. go to space yeah
0: i my um well, my mother is an immigrant she's first she was born in Lithuania, oh, wow. but my father is not, and he really really wanted I'm just trying to relate obviously oh, anyway. <laughs> he yeah. really wanted me to go to Harvard, and that was if you were from like that area where my dad was from, yeah. that was an astronaut oh, they yeah. just wanted the degrees and so I, I I've said this a million. I think he's still disappointed <laughs> still after <laughs> all did. this. And I didn't get a like. He wanted something to frame, like he's a degree it. or something. I think he's over it. If I'm, if I'm being honest, but like it took a long time for him to be like. he always two things. He'd say Peter was a hell of a hitter. He wanted me to be a baseball player. Oh yeah, same. And then he really, yeah, yeah, really. They put you in little league and all that.
1: Little league, and my dad was very ambitious like astronaut he would put me in like the 80 mile an hour cage when i was like a fat six-year-old kid no. and he would just be like all right and i'd just be sitting there just like swinging
0: pretend they're meatballs <laughs> i don't know if i can do the voice i'm gonna sit it out <laughs> no it's good you, you're I allowed i didn't I'll really do it <laughs> i play the tape pretend back i didn't really meatballs. do it i went pretend, and there was a little latino in there and then i went they're meatballs <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, I whited well, it I up. I think the problem is that you confused us with Italians. I think it's not the accent. you <laughs> in the cuisine. <laughs> yeah. Pretend there are meatballs. he has got a spicy fastball.
0: <laughs> and you're swinging a, a huge rigatone, uh, yeah. which is the most baseball bat of the pastas. So, uh, really, okay, so he was just a highfalutin. Yeah, And you were the only son? Only son. Kind I, of a spaz. Really? Like not naturally Tell me everything. Your, your nuns, or were they nuns? They were nuns. And they thought you were a real handful. They thought I was a handful. And they didn't just mean your love
1: handles. <laughs> they didn't mean my love handles. <laughs> <laughs> Though they were there. I looked like Rudy's friend from the Huxtaples, or from the Cosby show. Wait, <laughs> Bud? I looked like oh, Bud. Oh, no, I was, the Bud, no, the no, white kid. I looked like the white kid. That kid was gold. Yeah, I was just like chubby. His name was Peter, bowl? I
0: think. Was it Peter? Because I would watch and I was also I'm the reason I didn't I backed away from the accent yeah. did not back away from love handles because I was like kids like us knew what love handles were way before anyone else did because we had them. Oh, and people yeah. were like, yeah. pinch And then I'd watch the Cosby show and there was Fat Peter and I'd go like, Does his name <laughs> yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be Peter? <laughs> because I felt like that's what I uh, looked like. A lot of love to Peter, a lot of love to big-bodied people out there. I, yeah. I, I mean that. But at the time, in the 80s and 90s, I feel like it was way more like, "Heh, hey, fatty, fatty, fat, yeah. fat. And that's how I felt. My sister called me Pudge. I remember...
1: Pudge? Went- <laughs> yeah.
0: She still Did she me mean Pudge, pudge.
1: Fisk? <laughs> no. Who <laughs> was a baseball player, I believe? Uh, she, uh, oh, and I remember I went to a slumber party and we watched, um, what's the movie... Uh, wait stand by me yes and all the boys we were picking which guy we get to be and i was like River Phoenix's name is Chris. I get to be Chris, and they're like, "Sorry, you're Vern, the fat kid that
0: barfs pie." <laughs> and oh, that was my. I did the same thing. <laughs> really? Like movie. Of course, when you're watching those movies, if you're the fat kid and there's a fat kid, you go, "I'm the fat kid." Like <laughs> yeah. that's me. And any TV show that had a fat kid, which every once in a while, I've said this on the pod before. I've said everything on the podcast. <laughs> there was an episode of Punky Brewster where there was a, a fatter kid yeah and that was the arc of the episode like what are we gonna do with this (laughs) fat kid and and she was funny and she developed a sense of humor to uh shield other people from teasing her so she'd call herself pudge and i remember watching it at home not really but you know like Uh, she'd tease herself i'd be sitting at home just like (laughs) like (laughs) just crying Uh, yeah salt and vinegar sauce (laughs) those are my tears (laughs)
1: those are your tears
0: (laughs) but yes okay you were saying you uh, were picking, oh, we were saying, we pick the people who we are in the movies, and they wouldn't let you be a non-fat person. Non-fat
1: person, and they're like, you're the fat kid. We used "Ah." to do
0: that even in college. We played Metal Gear, which was already brought up with Harmonies in the Room a couple episodes ago. But we would play Metal Gear, and then we'd go play Laser Tag, and would be like, you're Snake, you're Solid Snake. And there was one kid who was gay, and he uh he probably knowing where things were going was like, I'm Meryl. <laughs> he, <was a> <laughs> he just did it. He knew what was happening. Just like if there was a fat guy <laughs> in Metal Gear, I'd be like, I'm Tubzalot. <laughs> and he took the only female character. I I don't know what to say except it was just like kids are shitheads. Yeah. And I'm including college kids. For sure. We were just like, hey, You're Merrill. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dum dums. All right. So you're a doughy astronaut to be, but you're a spaz. I'm a spaz. Tell me how you were a spaz.
1: Well, the pressure was high on the expectations were very high. Yeah. And so I went to a public school in kindergarten, but it was a, not up to my father's standards. It was a LAUSD school. So we lied about where we lived and we paid someone that lived in Westchester by LAX to so get your could, mail. Yeah, to get our mail. And so we had to lie to do that. Wow! And um, but I couldn't get it. They wouldn't let me into the school because you have to do a test to enter the school because I couldn't d- draw the number two correctly, and I couldn't skip. So and so, wait, you couldn't draw the number two? Correctly? I couldn't that was do the, test? the number two. I mean, I could, you had to do your numbers and your letters and yeah. a physical exam. Yeah. And so my mom, my sister, and my dad spent an entire summer trying to get me. To skip and draw the number two, and it took the entire summer. And my dad would like, my sister was like, I got the number two. Can and she'd you be like, draw how you used to do it? Do I you remember? I just wouldn't. She was like, You just have to close the loop. And I'd be like, uh, like I couldn't. <laughs> it's a circle. It's a circle, or, or like a upside down G. She's like, no, close the loop, and I just like, wow. Oh. And I just, my god, I love it. And I'm... I just couldn't do it. And then my dad would take me outside and be like, okay, one foot, another foot. It's like jumping and running at the same time. And I was like, I can't do it. Wait, he wanted you to be athletic. He wanted me to skip to get into the school, and and like, wait, why did you have to skip to get? It into It was this part school? of the like athletic exam to get into this Catholic school. Like you had to like know
0: your numbers, basic spelling and I then... somehow missed skipping. <laughs> yeah, skipping. Everything you're saying belongs in the upcoming <laughs> Golden Globe winning. <laughs> Emmy nominated. I'm sorry you didn't win. <laughs> Golden Globe winning. You cleaned up at the Globes. <laughs> But uh, the Chris Garcia vehicle, because these are scenes I have to see. Your dad, with a lot of pressure, (laughs) that's what makes it funny, is he needs you to skip or. Like, life is over, basically. Like, it's not going to work. This
1: man is working 40, 50, 60 hours a week overtime, driving to Canoga Park from Inglewood back and forth. Wow. He's spending his weekends just to try to get me to skip to get into the school. And then I get into the school, and I'm, like, terrible. Like, I pee my pants. I'm, like, oh. a nervous wreck. But you did skip? I did skip. Okay. I finally at the like the last week before I get oh into the school. Like God. I'm finally skipping and doing the number 2.
0: So you're skipping and hopefully not doing a number 2 at the same time. <laughs> no,
1: <car>. no, no. <laughs> Just number 1. <laughs> Just number 1.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get in. Dude, this is actually like if we can, it's fun, but there had to be like real pressure. I mean, this had to be kind of frightening for you yeah a little bit or were you
1: above it no i felt the anxiety like i knew the pressure was high and i was just incapable of doing these things and i think i just kind of free i would get anxious and maybe that would keep me from
0: being able to do these tasks i was like overwhelmed Dude, i had a girlfriend that scared me so bad that when i got in the car i couldn't tell you which way was i remember it was i've said this who cares i'm gonna stop saying i've said it before (laughs) we were on our street and she was like go to franklin but she was scary (laughs) In her defense, I'm always shitting on her. In her defense, I was probably like, became like a bumbling, useless person. But she was like, go to Franklin. And Franklin intersected our street and I couldn't remember which way it was because she made me so anxious. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, I know people to this day that if you're driving with them, they get nervous and they make mistakes that they wouldn't have made if they were alone. And this is you.
1: Yeah, it's like when you try to parallel park with a friend in the car. That's right. You just freeze
0: up. And then there's people... I think stand-ups have this yeah. where you do better because people are watching, which is a real phenomenon. Yeah, that, a, there's a psychological term for that, like a certain type of person that does better because there's an audience. Yeah. And then there's most people, I think, that do worse because there's an audience.
1: I, I enjoy it. I <laughs> like, do, I, too. I, it's funny that as a
0: kid, I was so Look at shy. how we, we both keep looking to Katie. That's what you do. <laughs> I said when Ant, Anton, is that his name, the other tech. Nolan? It wasn't Nolan. Okay, it was Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. Fuck me. It wasn't Tony. It was Nolan. Good thing I didn't take a swing with Anton. (laughs) I feel like if you shuffle Anton enough on a broken computer, you get the word Nolan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh,. I we were talking about how we like having Katie here specifically for some reason I can't explain it but women make me perform better I think just something in my brain makes me go like gotta tap dance for the ladies and that's why we all I catch people looking to see if Katie's laughing a lot and and Nolan sometimes too. feel more comfortable around ladies
1: be like right okay I actually I'm vulnerable to have feelings do you understand Yes, that's right
0: that's right Yeah no it's not as horrible as it sounds it sounds like. I don't know, aggressive, but it's actually vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you were spaz, you Uh, were saying? Spaz, skipping
1: grades, skipping, and like, yeah, and it was really challenging on my parents, and then, because I also knew that we were lying about where we lived to go to the school, and I didn't necessarily feel like I
0: belonged there. What a a terrible thing. What a, like a heavy thing to carry around. Yeah. Like you're a a spy, basically. Yeah. Or you have to feel, any secret for a kid do you remember that? Like, the first time you had to lie to grown-ups and you were being told? Sounds like you do. Yeah. Very heavy burden. Harder for kids, obviously.
1: Yeah, totally. One day, you know, in second grade, Sister Perpetua, my parents worked very hard. And they were, they, you know, my dad worked in Canoga Park. My mom, you know, she had a job at a factory. And uh, they were always late to pick me up. Mm. And so sometimes it'd be like 4 or 5 p.m. And Sister Perpetua just wasn't having it anymore. And she was like... And it's the '80s, right? So the rules are different. She's like, she's like, where are your parents? I'm like, oh, I, I think they're home. She's like, they're not picking up the phone. I'm like, they're home. She's like, I'm gonna drive you home. Oh my god! To this fake address, oh. and she goes to the office and gets like this information card, and she's like, okay. And so we start driving around Westchester, and we it pull says up. You live at Rockefeller <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You live at Thirty Rock. I quite don't know what that oh, is I'm yet. Sorry, Lorne. <laughs> she
0: does. She's a huge comedy yeah, fan. Yeah. Are you John Belushi? <laughs> I stay up every weekend. I'm always sleepy
1: in church. <laughs> crazy, yeah. And so she's dry. We pull up to this house, dude. And- I hate that. <laughs> I know. I it, like it. I mean, she pulls up to this house, and I'm like, uh, we moved. We moved. Um. We no longer live here, and they must have forgot they didn't change the address with the school. That's good thinking. On the spot. Good I was Because I knew. I was like, this is my home. You went, yes, and we <laughs> yeah. moved. Yeah. And she went, what are you, Del
0: yeah. Close? <laughs> She's a huge comedy head. <laughs> oh, mother. I'm sorry, Sharna Halpern. <laughs> founding mother. Wow. What did she
1: say? Did she smell a rat? No, she was like, well, where do you live? And I was like, oh, um, I'll tell you. And then I was just like, make a left on Manchester and a right at La Tierra. Like, and I, I was take just, it back. This is the opening <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spinning and just saying. And then I stupid little kid logic. I was like, um, I usually lay in the back of the car when my parents drive and just look out the window. But I don't really look at the houses or the sidewalk. So I don't really know how to get to my house. And she was like, and then she oh. just drove me back to the school and my parents were waiting for me. Is she in a
0: habit this whole time? She's wearing a habit. Wow. And she's got her
1: like hush puppy shoe with like those shoes. There's a crucifix hanging from like, it was of like the horse. There is um, the,
0: Like Chevy Chase station wagon. Dude, if you think, I'm directing this pilot, (laughs) that we don't have your POV on the Jesus dangling from the rear view as you feel exposed and caught. Yeah, as if I needed more guilt. (laughs) Yes, and there's JC looking right at you. Wow. So I just
1: run up to my parents, and very quickly in Spanish, I'm like, moja a la casa y de blah, 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 blah. And, and my parents, I just remember my dad just like put his arm around me and was like, thank you very much to the lady. And he was like, Good job, little buddy. You're like you're not as dumb as I thought. You're <laughs> like, in. Yeah, I
0: was like, okay, maybe <gasps> you could be an astronaut. You're like, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on. I can't. But I was funny in the story. <laughs> Shut up, comedian. Uh,
1: but yeah, that was like I think that was the backdrop. And I had anxiety as a kid, and my parents were how trying their that, best. how but, did that show up? Um, you know, just that type of nerves and not feeling like I necessarily belong. Yeah, but then being the funny kid because of because of hiding my anxiety yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know isn't it weird that i'm like delighted i'm like oh it was bad <laughs> enough that you became talented yeah Cool. me too <laughs> yeah i yeah i i totally was so freaked out especially in high school i was a bit much i was a bit much and constantly as you said spasm
1: yeah constantly. were you a big ham in high school were you like that so guy so hammy i was that
0: guy so hammy the teachers thought i was funny yeah. That's not good. <laughs> the classmates, like the kid, the are, classmates like, are like, oh, that guy. why are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Like, I'm doing an impression <laughs> yeah. of, like, a wild and crazy guy that my dad would identify as a wild and crazy yeah. guy. Well, whoa, look who wore a powder blue tuxedo to the prom. Exactly. <laughs> like that. I kind remember my friend Chaz, Chaz the Spaz, <laughs> he... Was he said uh, uh, he was going to go to the dance and he was going to wear a bow tie that spins. Yeah. And I was so jealous. <laughs> I was like, I'm the flair. I have style. <laughs> like, I wanted to gag anything. When you, when I figured out that those hand buzzers that you wear just spin Yeah, that don't actually shock you, I yeah. was like so let down because that was going to be my thing. Yeah, you're going to be that guy. The Joker in the Batman animated series, basically. I just wanted to be and murder people did you do magic and stuff of course
1: <laughs> i didn't go crazy? to that level <laughs> I I go-
0: God, I, how dare you <laughs> <lure me in? laughs> chris gotcha. i don't mean this is an insult but you look like a kid who definitely knows <laughs> at least one sleight of
1: him. i'm delighted by magic and i'll pretend Good. to do it for fun but i i don't i think i lacked the concentration to actually do it dude i the sets and stuff I'm,
0: my friends the gungers have a nine-year-old who i am very close with and it's uh you know i'm close with the whole family and i'm always trying to teach her magic and it's It's teaching someone how to put together a grill. Yeah, totally. You're like, okay, and then make sure you keep this wing nut hidden in your shoe. And like, I was like, how fucking lonely. (laughs) And I don't even mean like uh, abused or neglected. I just mean like I was a little kid that was shuffling around the house with my mom, gossiping. Sure. Then occasionally I'd take out like a a magic book intended for 50 year old men. (laughs) In the (laughs) forties, yeah, and I'd be like, "You keep it in the in the brim of your hat, (laughs) like I don't even in your fedora. Like, (laughs) I have to wear a fedora." what are spats? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Some term. (laughs) Snap your suspenders and twirl? (laughs) Mom, I need suspenders. (laughs) Oh my god. What else did you... So you did comedy. You didn't have other weird... Weird Al? We into Weird Al? I loved
1: Weird Al. Not as... I can't claim like I'm a super Weird Al head like people are today, but I loved Weird
0: Al. Yeah, no, I had my time with Weird Al, and I've seen him live, uh, but I uh, wouldn't say that I'm a hard. Hardcore modern weird Al person. I, I sort of dropped off after Amish Paradise. <laughs> yeah, same. same. <laughs> yeah, I didn't graduate from that. I don't even know what the newer ones are. Uh, but well, Did you win friends? Did you make friends?
1: Yeah, I did. I actually eventually became kind of a popular kid just I love by it. the end. Just are there by other being...
0: Latinx people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, well, way to
0: go. <laughs> Learned it from your (laughs) stand-up. Learned it today. (laughs) I never even thought Latino, because in Spanish, a lot of times the male O assumes everybody. Yeah. Which I guess isn't great. Yeah, that's But I always just thought it was like, yeah, that is the point. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, well, it's not gender, though. We've explored. (laughs) You just caught me being 1985, Pete, because I was like, (laughs) but man is just normal. (laughs) Yeah, but man Man is normal. man like man i'm a man you're you're a man if i tell you you're a man shut up man <laughs> yeah yeah all right and there's woman yeah. and then there's woman but that's man with an added so <laughs> so latinx were there other uh latinx people in the school? yeah there was some in the school it was mostly
1: like irish catholic uh white school but then there was Did it make like, you
0: feel special or, or are you sorry keep going
1: uh then there was like handful of like immigrant kids like there was like marwan and wasim and glenn the filipino kid i know glenn <laughs> <laughs> glenn the p <laughs> glenn the p i go i'm 2 <laughs> and uh we all had mustaches in third grade oh, <laughs> and like our parents packed funny lunches like oh, you know and they'd be like "Ooh, we, like someone would have pita and i would have like Matedva, which is like a cuban soda that the teachers i i got sent to the principal's office because i thought they thought i was like a second grader drinking beer at school <laughs> but, no. like, but we'd be like oh look at these fucking assholes thinking this was a beer <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Just like, as, my like, god related about stuff like more that. scenes in the pilot <laughs> yeah. you get sent because they think it's a beer <laughs> yeah it must have been a very beer like can yeah
1: it's like a copper can and it could it kind of looks like a
0: beer i guess yeah i guess i f- i hope would be more sensitive <laughs> no. now yeah and read the word i believe this Spanish word for soda is soda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just a glance. Yeah, yeah. Do you see a cerveza? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wonder. You tell me. Would white people know the word cerveza back then? Probably not. Right. I don't know. In the eighties. I feel I don't, like yeah that came later. Yeah. That's sort of like we like. I feel like I feel like my dad still wouldn't know cerveza. Yeah. I, I'm gonna bet a million dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're, are you from <laughs> Illinois? You're from Chicago area. I
0: started there, but thank you for knowing that. I don't know why I thought that was so sweet, but I'm from Boston. Oh, wow. My dad still says espresso, so I don't think he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Cerveza. And then you ever correct someone by saying it back to them? Yeah, no, it's good... Espresso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah, I love espresso. <laughs> yeah, ex- espresso can really, you, yeah. won't, you won't hear it. It happened with me,
1: uh, my mom and Mari Kondo on Netflix. She's like, oh, the Chinese lady that throws stuff away. <laughs> I was like, she's Japanese. Oh, oh I love that Chinese lady. <laughs> my <laughs> and I'm like, God. I'm like,
0: ah, eh, she's old. <laughs> She's
1: very old. I thought she was going to
0: say the name wrong. She just got the country <laughs> yeah, got completely the country. <laughs> wrong. So what I was asking, and this might be a stupid question, but I ask them all the time. Who cares? Was there a feeling of specialness? You said the mustache. Yeah. So I was like, and, and even interesting food. You, you're looking for identity. Yeah. Was it identity or was it, man, I wish I could just fit in? Um, It was a little of both. I mean, if I go to my friend Leo's house
1: and his family were immigrants from Italy or any one of their, it it would make me feel like, oh, okay, cool. Other kids' parents are from other places. Mm. And these kids are smart and good at school. And so we have this to our parents speak a little funny Mm -hmm. and we speak to them in our home, our, you know, their mother language. And that's normal.
0: Right. Like if I, if that, we didn't have that. If I didn't have that, it would have been very. Isolating. and there were no examples really of that in the media like you didn't like, i feel like now it's pretty not normal but not unexpected if you might see something like that on tv a kid that goes home and speaks a, a different language to their parents you're not like whoa, 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 what is this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah totally. but like so you're not even <laughs> seeing yourself reflected in the media is my point so you only found it in your friends
1: yeah, yeah. which was cool and then you know it was a very small school and because of sports I was be able I became friends with like the um the like the white kids <laughs> or like the mm. even the white bros yeah where like i I think because of my dad instilled that in me i like I tried very hard at sports and I would be like i wasn't physically talented but I was like the rally monkey and I would dive for a ball and all that <laughs> stuff I, I was just, like I which just, shape ball are we diving
0: for? <laughs> which one which what, what were you playing
1: uh baseball I played well i played all the sports because I was kind of a latchkey kid. So you kid. mentioned uh, baseball. Yeah, yeah. But because my parents worked all the time, I would be in after-school programs or I'd be at the park or something. That's hilarious. So I've played every
0: I single sport. I feel like sport. this is in our pilot too. Is, <laughs> is it, is, there has to be something where it's like, it has to be all girls or something. It's like Fight Club, where yeah. Marla is in the testicular cancer <laughs> yeah. support group. Yeah. There has to be something where it's like clearly you just can't go home yet. Yeah. So you're like you're in crocheting, or yeah. men can crochet. I'm just saying. In the I 80s, was it would have been weird.
1: And since my parents were late to pick me up, sometimes I'd be like hanging out with the counselors at the park. And I was I got really good at chess. I'm like really great at ping pong really because i would play adults or teenagers as okay that's just boy. magic on a table
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just table that's table magic <laughs>
1: you know it's funny i have a ping pong table now really? and i am like almost unbeatable really and i you keep it low and fast low and fast lots <laughs> of spin and uh and i like <laughs> sometimes i'll spin. almost lose sometimes and then i'll just like I'll like change almost into a different person. I'll just be like so focused and like determined. And then I thought about it recently. I was like, I think this is going back to when I was a kid Mm. and I'm like trying to show myself worth to an adult yeah (laughs) you know because i was like i need to beat the counselor and show that like my parents aren't here but it's not because i'm a piece of shit right like i'm like a good i'm talented at least and you're putting
0: on a show (laughs) yeah i'm putting on a show yeah you're dancing for your dinner yeah and which is
1: like as a latchkey kid of the 80s growing up watching cosby and punky brewster and Mm -hmm. all these shows Mm -hmm. i think that all became part of Mm. you know jumped into my psyche and was like this is how you yeah and watching i'd watch cosby i'd watch like eddie murphy raw on tape yeah very different feel (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) or uh steve martin wild and crazy guy like i had things on vhs oh yeah is that wild and crazy guy uh i believe it is yeah um and uh let's get small I don't know. Um I think it might be that's good. Oh. And uh I would just watch this stuff all the time on yeah. a
0: little VHS
1: tape and yes. like it was like that's what... it just made me feel so good. Yeah. And then I enjoyed it so much that I think I was like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah,
0: I relate to that, man. It was obviously a different set of circumstances, but like I felt uh looking back I can understand why, but I didn't know at the time, but I felt something in my stomach. That I was somehow like different and and weird. Yeah, like I think my family, like, and I, I I love my family. They're fucking so weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're so weird. Yeah, and I think I went into school and I just saw people that just didn't look as weird as me. And that's when you're like streaks on the china <laughs> never mad at me before, and like just tap dancing, yeah. and you want the bow tie that spins, and you learn the magic trick. Because you're kind of battling, like, a weird inner feeling. You're trying sure. to change a feeling that you have. Yeah. I, I have to imagine you got good at talking to grown-ups, too. I mean, that's a skill. Uh, if you're hanging out with all these counselors, or you said teachers, yeah, you're a child, you know, you think you're giving the show to them, but you're also learning how to relate to adults, which yeah, is also totally. very similar to comedy.
1: Yeah, and they would be kind of off the clock. So yeah. I'd be like, so, what's going on over here? <laughs> like, yeah. what do you guys... What do you do after school? Yeah, do you, do you, you file saw papers or what's going on? And Did
0: any like... teacher in particular, like, take you under their wing? Did you have a friend that was like that saw what was going on? And Because t- for the pilot. We do.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and guess who plays them? It's, uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a cameo. <laughs> yeah, the director's yeah. cameo. Is it you at this age today? Yes, okay, and I'm great. smoking merit.
2: <laughs> okay, perfect.
0: So you like me, but I'm also smoking around <laughs> yeah. you in the car. Yeah, uh, I don't know why it's happening. Um, I didn't really have that as I mean, my sister always
1: read it for me, but in, in elementary school, not that much because I think it was a pro, kind of a pro. I was just too loud in class and too all over the place. But in high school, I had teachers that were really like. I did model you on and me like, too. You
0: did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember my country. Did you go to New York?
1: Um, we went to DC. Ah. And I actually, um, who did, oh, we went to Georgetown and I was in the same debate as Chelsea Clinton. No. <laughs> like when, like, Security Council, like, I, and I started, like, at school, I still wasn't a great student, but I was like a smart kid and stuff. Yes, yeah, socially intelligent. And when it became,
0: yeah, socially yeah. intelligent. When it came to Model UN, I was like, oh shit, okay. Model I'm UN talking. is what I thought debate was. Do you remember? I, in my school, I heard about debate. Yeah, and I was like, I love debating. Yeah, meaning I love talking and figuring things out. But I we're talking at the same time. That's what I thought debate was. And then it turns out that you go up and you're just like. Uh, the water and you talk as fast as you can, and there are all these citations. And I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Model UN is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because you got a couple of minutes to talk and to like do a little show and explain why Venice needed water help or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. And you'd present it, I would kind of it
1: was kind of my first taste at stand up where yeah. I'd be like, I was real goofy about it. Like I'd I'd wear like a suit. Yes. And then I'd gone with and I'd bring a briefcase and I'd open the briefcase and I'd take my sport coat off. And put on a cardigan like and change my shoes like I was Mr. Rogers. And then I would have like a speech that was kind of like uh, my jaw is
0: <laughs> wide open. For those listening, I, I'm a That <laughs> you know the teachers knew like he's doing like a Mr. Rogers thing, but as a kid, you're kind of like, no, this is just cool. Yeah. This is like what grown ups do. And then I was like – and then at the end, I'd be like, won't you be my
1: neighbor? Thank you. you. Oh,
0: my <laughs> God, I would, like, tie it around. Oh, no. You were doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it. On purpose to be like, this is funny.
1: Yeah. And so I was like – Did it get laughs? It got laughs. And I did well in Model UN, which normally in school, I hadn't done that well. And because of Model UN and going to Georgetown and we'd go to Berkeley and stuff, I was mm. like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to a good college yeah. and it kind of like changed everything for me. Or I'm like wow. I'm not going to do this stupid school stuff. I can just be like smart and talk about the world. Like it just like opened up from time to time. Dude, if I'm in somewhere. a vulnerable place, I will write my old Model Yuan teacher on Facebook and be
0: like Mr. Timberlake, I just want to tell you that I was just going to UN- say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was saying someone somewhere. I meant some teacher yeah who was like I think this matters and yeah. they're volunteering their time their extra time they I I'm assuming they get paid extra to do it I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know yeah knowing how things work maybe not but they're like I think it helps and you write him and say that's what I do with Mr. Brown Mr. Brown was the English teacher in high school that just like made me feel smart because he taught me how to write an essay and he made writing and communicating accessible like i what i am a communicator but academic academia i am a communicator Acad- aca- <laughs> so few people <laughs> can speak with pizzazz steve martin, steve martin. yeah that's right yeah. Go, it all folds in um but i'm so glad that you write him and he writes you back and he's yeah, he writes you. me back and he's
1: like oh it's so great like he's just very supportive and Ugh. i every He'll write. He'll see something that I'll do and be like, oh, "I always need, like." He'll say nice things. Get it's the like, fuck out of it's here! It's really sweet.
0: That's great. But, I don't. Think, I don't get that from Mr. Brown. <laughs> it's always coming from me, <laughs> Mr. Brown. I'm open. <laughs> remember me, Mr. Brown? Hey, remember big hey, big things. Hey. I've done big things. I know you see me in your
1: feet. Have I feel, this
0: hole? This hole in our souls that we never fill <laughs> yes, it. Yes, help me, Mr. Brown. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Brown knows I'm I'm okay. Like he's like, Pete, because he posts some pretty uh, advanced stuff, like mindfulness stuff and oh, stuff. Oh, cool. So he, maybe he's like, Pete's probably learned how to love himself. Oh, that's awesome. But let's not be too sure, Mr. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe we both fucking loved Model UN. I was so into it. Like yeah. I
1: thought I was going to do it in
0: college, and in college it was hard, and I was like, this is dumb. But you. Uh... <laughs> As soon as it's not just a hang in D.C. Dude, I went mostly because they were like, it's a field trip to New York. If you do it, you get to go to New York. And every time we're in New York, which is pretty frequently, we'll be near 30 Rock, and I'll point out where our hotel was. I'll go, this is the Hilton we stayed at in Model UN, which was such a big deal for me. Just walking around New York like Kevin McAllister in the sequel and just being like, this is... Okay, like I'm allowed to just be a loose boy in the city? I'd never really traveled either.
1: So I remember like in D.C. it was the DuPont Circle Hotel. Like you remember the hotels because it's so significant. That's right. And That's you're like, right. "Help me build a wonderment for the world."
0: I was That's like, right. I had never traveled. I was like, "You can go to Berkeley or San Francisco." And when you're I went, free to leave, as Jake <laughs> Johansson said. <says, laughs> yeah, that place exists, and you can go there. Yeah, play Taylor Swift. Welcome to New York. <laughs> 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 we were packed our bags on the apartment floors.
1: But even like going to debate at Berkeley, I remember. So you did go to a good school. Yeah, I did. But no, but Chris. But in high school, when I in Model UN, I was like, I resolved to go to that school. I was like, I'm going to go to Berkeley. And wow. I, I went to community college first. Like, I, I couldn't go straight to Berkeley. And so I went to community college and got really good grades. Yeah, to show... Yeah, you were ready. Yeah, and then I just transferred to Berkeley and it took me 7 years to finish those last 2 years. No. <laughs> it did it hard. really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I didn't I didn't go for 7 years straight, but I did drop out for a little while. What did you do? Uh, so you
0: get there and it's really fucking hard? It's really fucking I'm hard. I'm still scared. Like the fact that nineteen-year-old people are just going to Harvard, I can't like, believe it. Uh Excuse me. <laughs> like that
1: scares me to this day. I feel like I'm maybe I can now. <laughs> like yeah. I'm enough of an adult, yeah, and a
0: professional to do this today. I feel like you need incredible time management skills yeah. and also priori- prioritization skills. Yeah, meaning. They said we had to do that, but I'm socially intelligent to know that it's probably more important to focus on this and this class than that stupid thing. That guy seems like a hard ass or whatever it is. So I'm going to deprioritize that and focus on this and I'll shine. And at the end of the year, I'll be the, the valedictorian. That is way more than just book smart. That's yeah. Like school. I know it's weird to say school smart, but it's like job smart. Yeah. Or you have to be organized and diligent and professional. Who, who can do that? Some kids. Thousands
1: of kids every (laughs) year. Not me. But it was really hard because I I had really small classes in community college. I was in an honors program with just a couple kids. And it was like, you know, I I learned some of my favorite books. And I really liked them in philosophy classes. And then I went to Berkeley and it was like 200 kids in a Shakespeare class. And we're going to read the first 27 plays one play every time we meet for class and i was like what the hell and i was like well i one guess play I'll... a week yeah one play no a class so like every like a tuesday it'll be romeo and juliet and I'm gonna thursday jump. it'll I'm be gonna Macbeth. Jump in front of
0: this car <laughs> yeah katie open the door i can't... that's gonna give me i had a, a school dream last night yeah last night i had a school dream that i was like i have to learn all these flash cards? I you still spoke, get them. Yeah,
2: last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and so even crazy. in the dream,
0: I said, "I'm a comedian. I don't need this." And then I, I kept studying those flashcards, and they were weird words. <laughs> they were, they weren't real words. They were like to monitor duration. <laughs> to like, monitor duration. It's a noun. <laughs> that sounds like a verb. I am still freaking out. So, what? When did you decide to take time out? Um. Well, I. And who are you, you magical man that you were like, I'm going to go to Berkeley, and then you did. And then you were like, I need some time off, and then you did. This is like really powerful agency and like weird, man. I don't mean supernatural manifesting, but you were like, I'm I'm steering this ship. It's fucking great. Thank you. I've actually never thought about it in that way. Or I'm like, oh, wow, I did make some decisions, and
1: I went for it, and I did the things.
0: It's fucking incredible. Your parents must have thought you were the coolest. I hope they told you and tell you it's incredible. I mean, that's – I feel like if my – I'm saying this as a parent. If my daughter is just like, and I just realized I, I need some time off. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, excuse me? Hillary Clinton, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I meant Chelsea Clinton, but I said Hillary. Yeah. Back. Well, thank
1: you. It didn't feel like that at the time. I, You know, first breakup, first heartbreak happens. Oh, and I had, like, a high school sweetheart, and she was away at college, and we're doing long distance, and she cheated on me, and for my little sensitive heart, it was too much to bear. Oh, and I no. was like, it was in the late 90s, mm. you know, and it's like... Elliot Smith was there for me. And it was real sad boy time.
0: No name number three. (laughs) Yeah. Throw Alexa, play no name number three. (laughs) You had an Alexa. I just (laughs) start weeping and writing bad poetry all
1: over again. (laughs) Excuse me.
0: Grab for a clipboard at the slam poetry. When my wife left me, I wrote a song called Waiting for You to Come In because I was living in an apartment this is so embarrassing it's an Elliot Smith song it was just basic like isn't it's not a good Elliot Smith song but waiting for you to come in is such an Elliot Smith <laughs> it <really> influenced is. <laughs> like that was the refrain yeah. i would sing about my sad little life but I'd be like but I'm still waiting for you to come in oh, oh and I'm my like, gosh is this the goodwill hunting soundtrack cuz I'm fucking killing it I did the same thing where I was like
1: poetry and music, and so I was in bands that were all so much. I might have... Yeah, it was like... I was in a band... It's embarrassing. Called Love Minus Zero. (laughs) Love Minus (laughs) Zero? I didn't name it, but my band never did, but it was like... It's after a Dylan song, but we're like, so emo. We're like, yeah, love minus zero. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my God. Still, what did Dylan mean when he said it? I don't really even know. I don't know. <laughs> it <just came> <laughs> love minus <my> zero. <laughs> I was I, trying to I, rhyme with hero. Get out of my face. <laughs> Not everything I say is brilliant. Then <laughs> he moonwalks.
2: Oh, my God. What's he doing? <laughs> um,
0: In those shoes? <laughs> yeah. Those are cowboy boots. You ever tried a moonwalk in cowboy boots? <laughs> no. I'm trying to do more relatable. comedy. Yeah. You guys ever uh, moonwalk in cowboy boots? <laughs> Boo. So you were in love minus zero. Love minus what zero. What were you playing?
1: I was playing bass and singing my heart out.
0: I played bass and sang. In my <laughs> really? Bass. Yes. I. Why did you pick bass? Because I picked it because I was like not quite in my fullness, meaning I couldn't yet be like. I'll play guitar. So there was kind of like a shyness. So I was like I'll be the bass player that sings, like Sting. That's exactly what I did. Where I'm like I'm not going to really be the guitar
1: guy. I'll just thunk, boom, thunk, boom, yeah. thunk, 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 but I will emote while I do it. That's it. And that's
0: weird. People that sing and play the bass Somebody needs to sit them down and just be like, you know, if you play a power chord with the same root note, you're the guitarist. <laughs> really? <laughs> are, are, you, are you serious? That's like what a therapist has to say. <laughs> just go like this and play the bass. <gasps> <gasps> but how do I play a low E? Well, just pretend your finger's over the bridge. <laughs> oh, I remember when I figured that out, when I figured out I could Whoa. play every song on the guitar. If I just played a power chord over the same note, yeah. and I was like, I could have been the front man. I was the front man, but it's... Yeah, still. I was the front man bass player. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love Minus Zero.
1: But it was tough. And so I was like, I need to do something to cheer myself up. And I
0: was like, fine, I'll take a <laughs> Oh Love Minus plastic. Zero wasn't... <laughs> didn't do it. Wasn't putting a skip in your step. <laughs> didn't do it. You worked so hard on that skip. <laughs> That's your dad. Didn't do the voice. I appreciate do it. Do the skip.
1: <laughs> That's your dad. So, I take an improv class and I really love it. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is great. And at the end of How the- How old are
0: we now? Right here, I'm like 20, maybe. Buddy, we're fucking brothers. Man. <laughs> are we that really? is right around the time. I mean, I did freeze stuff in high school, like low, the lower levels of improv. Yeah. But then in college, around 20, is when I started doing actual. Improv, like scenes and stuff. Yeah. And so that's what you were doing. So in college.
1: I'm in college. I'm taking this class. It's at the um, Albany Community Center. It's at a community center like off campus that I had to like take Bart to. Uh, Whoa. And it was mostly
0: adults. I was just going to, dude, this show sells itself. <laughs> we're in season two and you're taking an improv class with grown community center people yeah there like, was like i was 20 and half of these people were bald <laughs>
1: like that was the discrepancy in age <laughs> i'm like wow oh this guy is bald God. and uh i i took the class and i loved it and at the end there's like the performance that they do at the end of the show. i'm so
0: excited <laughs> tell and, me it went well
1: and so it went really well get out of my face and the um director of uh, at Berkeley there's a public science center, a museum for kids called the Lawrence Hall of Science. Uh-huh. And she was the director of uh Science Discovery Theater, which was the like outreach program, uh theater program that would go to schools and teach kids science through like theater and improv.
0: This is what I did, but I did it was called Reach for it stood for Reexamine and Change. So I was doing basically like Christian. It's so nauseating. <laughs> christian lessons i wrote about it in my book that one of the sketches the year before was a woman holding a fetus in a jar and she's singing a lullaby and then slowly reveals that it's a fetus no that was the sketch that insane. was the sketch. Did you write it? No, that was the year before I got there. And then I always wanted to do funny ones. I'm assuming in your science ones, you were steering it towards funny. Yeah. And then people were like, and then this one's about an abusive alcoholic father. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. <one." laughs> no.
1: Let's, talk about, Let's yeah. talk about Jesus at thirteen or fourteen. Let's Talk about Jesus' twenties. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, yeah. comedy turning water Basic into sketches. four loco. Yeah. <laughs> Silly stuff, guys
0: um okay and he turns wait he never turned he does communion but it's with lays <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like with fritos and four logo yeah, that's so fun you get it yeah. uh so you were funny in science you got recruited by the science outreach she was like someone just quit would you like a job
2: get the at science discovery
0: face. theater
1: and i was like after your first show yeah and she was like have you finished college and i
0: said Yes. <sighs> Even though I hadn't. And then you gave her your address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live in Westchester. There yeah, it is. Don't offer me a ride home. <laughs> yeah. but- Dude, you learned the good social life. <laughs> yeah. You did. You know, it's like,
1: I guess it's. Something in the fabric of immigrants or
0: something, or my parents, where you just have to maneuver the system. People that are realizing that it's like a fucking stack deck, and every once in a while you have to be like... Because, again, I feel like my dad had that, too, In, in weird, subtle ways would teach me, like, every once in a while it's okay to be like... Yeah, I can't think of one, but like, yeah, you know, that's right. And then w- you'd get what you need. It sounds so shady, but I, I promise it was always harmless. Yeah, like this, this was one. like
1: my, also my parents, my dad was out of work and stuff. And I was like, I can make... Twenty-eight thousand dollars a year. I'm gonna be a. Hel- I'm gonna buy a helicopter and be a
0: millionaire. Wow. <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be like a life-changing amount of money. You ever do that where you're like, if it's twenty-eight a year, that means in ten years, <laughs> yeah, I'll have a billion. Dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's You like... don't know anything about taxes or life expenses. You basically need the Cosby Show scene with Theo and the monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um so
1: i did it because I, it was like a necessity you and i it. was sad and so i took this job and
0: did like, you watch little america no it's so good is it great i heard it's great you're gonna love it and there's a scene where uh, uh, an immigrant is trying to get a ta job and other people are trying to get it and he's like i need this to like literally keep my family alive i think it i, I forget what country it is and i, I don't want to get it wrong yeah but like okay so keep going
1: so then I'm, you know, sending money home to my parents. I'm part of this... We did improv about the brain in this uh, troupe called The Brainiacs. Of course. <laughs> and it was me and two adults. <laughs> like, I was 20. But they were like... The actors were so good because they were, um, they were professional actors that auditioned to get, you know, a, a job with the UC. You get benefits. And so they recruited really great talent. And yeah. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and be a silly kid that this this lady thought would be really good in front of kids and I got to work with like straight up professional shakespearean
0: a- wow. actors and stuff and Thank we good y- goodness you didn't get an, uh, a suggestion that made you be like i'm a, an ejaculating dick <laughs> yeah, yeah here i come <laughs> you did enough that she was like this kid's all right let's get him in front of the children yeah wow and so we wrote plays
1: like ocean powers marine man of mystery <laughs> it was like austin powers was big at the time we we're like what about ocean powers and dr eel and this is plays about <laughs> plankton <laughs> and dr. uh dr eel <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. H2O Kimon, Case of the Missing Frogs. There's, like, a lot of... Oh, um, my God. I did the Magic of Electricity, where I'd dress up like a magi- like a magician, like a wizard, and I'd take, like, a Van de Graaff generator and, like, a Tesla coil and do presentations for kids. Wow. I'd put an onion and liquid nitrogen and, like, throw it at the wall, and it would shatter. Fun. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, like,
0: fun. Um in a crescent moon and star hat like
1: yeah, a wizard. Yeah. Jesus. And uh it was really great and it was a good job, but then I was like, I can't do this the rest of my life and, and you're like, question
0: me? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Can I? <laughs> Uh, it's still going strong today. Yeah, it's Mad TV. <laughs> yeah, it's it and that was that. Mad TV. So we
1: took the Mad Science out, and now we made it Mad TV. Um, so you made the right choice. I made the right <laughs> choice. And then I went back to school and I finished. Uh huh. And then, uh, yeah. Whoa. But then I knew I wanted to do stand
0: up. Specific. but You were doing improv. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't it. Tell me why. I don't want to tell you why I went from improv to stand up. But tell me why people you did. People yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to tell your story because I know it. I had the same thing where it was, I've said it a million where I was like, it's like a drug and I loved being in the scene. But unfortunately, I just had to lean into my self-centeredness. I was just like, I want to just be the only one out there. I want I want all the risk and all the reward. That's what it felt like doing stand up, as Ex- opposed to being like, wow, we were off tonight. I just want to be like, I'm depressed. I suck. <laughs> yeah. But then when it was great, I was like, I'm the king. Exactly. I'm the best. I'm giving myself a ride to Westchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's weird to think about this
1: way, but the Brainiac sometimes is frustrating. But when I was doing Magic of Electricity, yes. I loved it.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was just myself. But and- that's what you, improv can be good at uncovering a stand up too. It's also obviously awesome in its own right. But you can always tell the person that's like, you might be happier. Someone just hands you a stool and a microphone. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking. Here's a moleskin. You don't want to be <laughs> yeah. pretending to be at a Target with Jerry. Bald, no, you bald, don't. bald Jerry. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> so then what? So you get, into, you get the revelation. You're back in school and you're like, I want to do stand up. I want to do stand up. I. Uh, but I was like, I want to go. I went to Europe
1: for six months. I took out the 401k I had from working at the university. And I was like, I'm going to go to Europe. I mean, I don't even imagine. You can do that? Yeah. I just like took it out with penalty and it was like 6,000 bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to go to Europe with my girlfriend at the time and had a really nice time and then moved back to L.A. Wait, where uh, did you go? I went everywhere. <laughs> like I went like, uh, uh, let's see, I uh, went all over Spain and France and Germany
0: and so Switzerland. you wanted to do stand up, but it wasn't like uh, dis- disabling your ability to do other things. Like you weren't like so. This sounds like I'm being like you're not a true stand up. I mean, thank God you w- knew what you wanted to do, but you weren't like the only place for me is Queens. Like you were <laughs> no, like I'm still yeah. gonna live my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, Good and for so, you and and I think I needed it. I think at the time also.
0: I think bush was president
1: and things were real heavy <laughs> and i was yeah. like i need to get out of the united states yeah
0: and see the world a little bit what a nice time when things were bush, bush heavy <laughs> i know remember those sweet days oh <laughs> he pulled the wrong handle on a door <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, <whoops. laughs> what a maroon <laughs> yeah
1: oh boy um and so i did that trip and i moved home with my parents and i got a job what at- are your parents thinking of all this they, they have,
0: like, a comedy flute and, That's not NASA. Well, I didn't really tell
1: them. They thought... Ah. I, I was like, I'm going to become a teacher. That's what I thought. And I was like, maybe I could teach and do stand-up, but not like you just don't know and yeah. before you start, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll work towards being a teacher. I'll move back home. I know I can't start comedy in Los Angeles. I had that thought. I was like, I can't do comedy here and compete with the... Um, Chappelle's and Dane Cook's of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, so I'm not going to do it here. You're so smart. (laughs) I I just mean you were so young to be smart enough to be like, later. Yeah, I knew
1: this was not the place for me. And it wasn't. And so I just got a job. I taught at a school for kids with autism during the day. And then I taught Salvadorian immigrants English at night. And I was working like 60 hours because I was like, I'm just going to bust my ass. I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to move back up to San Francisco where I had seen um, Brent Weinbach and yeah. Moshe and Louis Katz. Yeah. Like I'd seen these great comedians that were- Being
0: incubated. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I was like, that is, guy Branham. And I was like, this is the scene. Like yeah. I need to go up there where it's exciting. Yeah. Like not see, I like I saw Dave Coulier at the Comedy and Magic store, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, that's not right. where I'm at. I'm a young kid right. trying to, you know? And so I work, and I'm working at the school for kids with autism because I thought I could be a special needs teacher, and because my sister's a teacher, her husband's a teacher, I'm patient, I've worked with kids a lot, there's a need for it, I'm going to do this. Mm. And so uh, they put me in this class that was like the the most severe class, the kids with the most difficulties, and I was like... Give me the toughest kid, (laughs) and so I would just like work with the really tough kids. You did, (laughs) yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, "Bring it on!" I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna fucking jump in and figure out whether I want to do this. You saw "Stand by Me." That's what it
0: is. (laughs) You saw "Stand by Me," and you were like, "I know what to do." You wear a light colored sport coat, and you find the most challenging kid, and you fucking change the life. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah,
1: I didn't think. Yeah, I guess. And um, thank you. And I uh, so I, it was really hard. It was very challenging. This
0: is season three. or Yeah, yeah. This is season three or four. This is the coolest, <laughs> and it's gonna be in the eighties and nineties. I love it. Yeah,
1: it's got that feel to
0: it. You we're, know, we're selling this. <laughs> we're selling this. Well, you sell it. I, there's no ownership here. I'm just you're, saying, a, you're a non-writing I, producer. I, I. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> you just collect checks. <laughs> Every once in a while,
0: well, you check in. That is hilarious. You beat me to it. I am a non writing <laughs> producer. No, there's nothing happening here except I'm just like, this is such a great story. What an interesting life. Keep going. Thank you. Um,
1: so I'm teaching, and, you know, there's kids, and it's, you know, there's a bunch of kids there, and it gets more challenging. There's some kid that just could just boogered on me all the time just like and there's a kid that would like put his finger in his butt and just put it try to put it right in my mouth and but there was really sweet kids there's this kid uh we'll call him bobby (laughs) but the only things he could write were (laughs) the word bobby the only thing he chose to write were the words bobby chris and then Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum (laughs) and and he would draw robots and it was really sweet and he would just like draw for hours be like Chris Bobby Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and had he been yeah he was obsessed with it and he really liked it and it was Ah, really sweet ah. and we went there
0: once and he was like his mind was blown oh Uh, my Jesus but that's episode three season (laughs) three this kid's only ever writing it and you're like have you ever been and then you have a hard day and we forget about Bobby. You have a hard day. And then it ends – like you you have a date and it goes poorly and it's a sad episode and we think we feel really bad for Chris. And then it ends with this beautiful montage of you and Bobby at the Ripley Theater. we <laughs> yeah. We're like, he's going to be okay. Yeah, that's And sweet. this is why I deserve these non-writing producers. No, producer you know, you're shows. a writing producer now.
1: <laughs> you're a <laughs> co-EP <Cully> and <laughs> you're writing. You're show running now. Um, oh, my God. Uh, but – the, uh, you know, the kids were also going through puberty, and some of them had oppositional defiance disorder, which means, you know, they were just tough and abrasive, and they'd just do the opposite of whatever you wanted always. And wow. this boy was always really violent, and he'd bite me and stuff. And One day, we had to take him into a padded room where I was just his one-on-one aide, and we'd play chess to de-escalate him, and he really liked it. And he was like 11, and I was like 24 or something, and um, he would just like, capture my piece. And I'm good at chess, and I've been playing just as long as this kid. He would capture my piece and be like, bitch.
0: (gasps) I (laughs) can't handle this story. In a padded room. In a padded room. Losing at chess (laughs) with an (laughs) 11-year-old. Yeah. And that boy... Was Bobby you <laughs> I found I found him. I found him. You found him. <laughs> I found him.
1: That's incredible. And he would just keep on. And I was like, I'd get very upset. And then I'd go into uh, your ping pong zone. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to my ping pong and I'd try to beat him. And he would say worse words. <laughs> like he would say the F word, oh. he'd say the N word. And I'd be like, Bobby, could you pick another word? And Whoa. he would just eventually beat me. And then, like I remember, like kicking the table because I was so oh, frustrated. I was my like, "My God, this is not a good sign." I the seams are loosening. I am starting to crack. Whoa! And so on my birthday, I was like, "I'm going to play guitar for the kids. It'll be really nice. Yes, it'll be a nice gesture." Do I, you guys I know, freaked uh, out yesterday. Love minus
2: zero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I I play like a
0: unplugged bass to the Ah!
1: to the class.
0: I love an acoustic bass. If there's an acoustic bass at a party, I'll pick it up. No, it's electric. It's electric. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just whatever you can hear.
1: Yeah. Um, I play. You've got a friend to the kids. Good choice. This is a sweet song to play. Uh. We'll call him Bobby, new Bobby, Bobby two, Bobby two <laughs> Is um, he's watching me play guitar, and he's cleaning after. You know, the kids would have chores and stuff, and he was cleaning the cupcakes that we were having off people's tables, and he had Simple Green, uh, the cleaning mm-hmm. spray, and uh, he runs up to me while I'm playing, sprays me in the eyes with Simple Green takes the guitar and just and it was like one of those half size guitars he takes it and just like whoosh, like b- b- smashes it across my own head oh my <laughs> and Jesus. so i i'm like okay excuse, uh, excuse me uh and i just like go to my car and cry
0: and then James i come Taylor back comes to the window. <laughs> yeah. hey something in the way she moves. <laughs> it's not quite relevant and then he goes Mexico. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, Cuban. No, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um, and so then I, I just like... I'm so sorry. I, quit. I like, I was like... Oh, it broke you. It broke As me. it
0: should. I mean, understandable, I mean.
1: Yeah, it totally broke me. I apologize. I didn't finish the semester. I was like, hey, I, I sincerely did this because I thought I wanted to do this. And I've learned that it's not for me. And then I just, I moved up to San Francisco to start stand-up.
0: And, it, and like, then what does a fucking late Friday show have on you <laughs> when you've taken, what is it, green? Simple, oh, simple green. Simple green to the face. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I think I feel that in your... Like, when I watched your cordon set, yeah. there's that great moment where they laugh really hard and you had one more tag, and then you do it, and you're like, you guys laughed too hard at the one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that. those are the moments where I'm like, oh. Like, that's a natural. But of course, these these skills... We're not just forging comic clubs, you were forging them in life, like in big ways. <laughs> Pretending to live somewhere you didn't yeah. is acting. Yeah. Playing the worst gig you could play, 10 times worse than any rowdy crowd. Yeah. Uh, in a padded room or wherever that I pictured it in the padded room. And then you get into stand up. I'm not even worried about you in this story. <laughs> Yeah, but somehow stand up is still harder. <laughs>
1: like, like that's what it seems like.
0: It seems worse and harder. <laughs> oh my Jesus. If ever. So you start doing stand up in San Francisco. Yeah. And then I just I
1: started How? in two thousand five. Open mics. Open mics. I remember I went to um where'd I go? I went to the mock cafe where everyone starts at the mock or the brainwash or these different cafes. And I remember just like i did okay (laughs) like i I remember i saw reese waters who still does comedy i think he was on the east coast or something and uh he he could just kind of smell it on him he's like first time and i was like yeah and he's like let's go get a beer and i was like wait after before before and but i i think i drank too fast and too much and i was because i was so nervous yeah and the host um made a big stink about being half Mexican and half Jewish. It was like his whole thing and it was mm-hmm. real shticky, you know? Yeah. And I just take the mic and I'm like, um uh so and so says he's half Mexican and half Jewish. I don't know whether to hate him or hate him. That <laughs> and, but, is hilarious. And I was obviously joking. Like I don't think that but That's... it did real it like the rest
0: of the set went fine because of I can't that. believe this story. <laughs> I lo- I'm also trying to think of the hack jokes that he may have made, like he does your taxes, but he takes a siesta in the middle, <laughs> yeah, 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 stuff like that. And then you go up and destroy with that. And then afterwards, he pulled me man. aside and he was like, "If you're gonna be, ha- if you're gonna heckle another comedian,
1: be funny." And he just like went in on me. No, and I was so
0: devastated that you know when Chris, you're first, when you should have come up and been like. That was good, man. Yeah. That was good. But he was hurt and I was like half Jewish, half Mexican, (laughs) fully impressed. (laughs) Wow. He was totally devastated. He was mad. He was mad. I can't believe it. Some people would quit if somebody if somebody yelled at me, I'm so adverse to conflict like that. I went away for months. You did? Yeah, it totally it totally
1: scared me because you know when you first started completely understand. You think anyone hosting an open mic is a professional comedian? Yeah. You're like, this guy does this for a living. Yeah. And I just, you know, showed up at his house and took a dump on the dinner table. Like it was like I felt I was like, I really blew it. I'm probably gonna I'm probably not even allowed to be part of like a comedian. You're making
0: like it's not even about him. It's a joke about like racism, basically. And he took it personally. He took it personally. We don't know who the host was. I just wonder if they're still doing it. I don't know if they're still doing it. I feel it. like that's not going to work. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I know. If it
1: was that long ago, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's all right. Me too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not uh, not even just saying that. That's. I yeah. hope we got over that. Uh, um, so you crashed and then you took months off, understandably, to recoup. Yeah. And- Sensitive Chris with the cheating girlfriend <laughs> yeah. in high school. But and real now, bad. And now you're being yelled at by a half-Jewish, half-Mexican man. <laughs> yeah, and then just started...
1: All over again. I think in like the summer or
0: something. The same club?
1: Um, you no, know, I went to the brainwash, and then then I started going all around and learned that I was like, oh, you have to do this every night, all the time. Yeah. And I was, I'd gotten back together with my high school girlfriend who had broken up with me, or who we broke up because we she cheated on me or whatever. We got back together. Um, we went to Europe together. We moved to San Francisco together. Oh wow. And then I started stand up, and then like eight months into it, we're like. We should each try to go live our own dreams, like you should oh, go be a pastry wow. chef like you want to. I'm going to do stand up because we're not seeing each other enough, and I think this is a time where we have to go do our stuff Chris and uh she's great, we, You know we never got back together, but she owns her own cafe <laughs> and like hey, i'm a working stand-up like you know
0: incredible so uh that was kind season of a cool thing five <laughs> yeah season five opens in the in the in the cafe like it's like a really boring opening and are yeah. like why is chris just eating a scone yeah and then she comes over and <gasps> you go this was a really great scone yeah and you kiss her <laughs> lovingly on the cheek but in a friend way and then her wife
1: comes <laughs> yeah, in, yeah and you go totally
0: treat her right <laughs> but you don't leave you go in the corner where there's an open mic <laughs> garcia you know Perfect. the show's called
1: garcia it's gotta be it's gotta be now or grac- whatever you say about Gracias, Garcia.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Gracias, garcia. oh my god uh but then i just did stand up in sf for you know years and at first i talked about my family a lot and then i didn't because then i was like you know, it's, ha- it's hacky or something. It's really
0: hard. It's like Chelsea Peretti's joke where if uh, men got their period, that's all they talk about, but if women do it. So, like, similarly, I feel like non-white comedians get accused of Margaret showing it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, sure. And it's like, are you going to do your dad's voice? Are you going to do your mom? Okay, we got. When it's like, yeah, if you grew up in – if that's what made you unique, if that was your identity – yeah. That's what we'd all be talking about. These are the about. circumstances
1: of my life. And right. these are the people that make them up, you right. know? And so, right. but I didn't, I wasn't confident enough to accept that. So then I became like a raunchy comedian for a while. Ah.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Now like, you are like, I'm an ejaculating dick. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the science woman is there. <laughs> yeah. I was here to renew your contract. <laughs> Not anymore. But you, what do you mean? Like you went real
1: dirty. Yeah, like sex jokes, like crass jokes. Just but like, like
0: by design, you were like, that'll be my move.
1: Well, I kind of was doing it anyway, Uh and then I was like, I got to ditch this mom-and-pop stuff, (laughs) and I need to go hard, and then um, did that. I even played guitar for a while on stage, because I was like... I could play guitar. I didn't realize that. I didn't have to. Were you
0: singing songs or were you doing it more like a Nick thune kind of strumming? Funny songs. Like, I was just really... Funny, dirty songs? No, not dirty ones. What rhymes with ejaculating
1: Venus? (laughs)
0: Evacuating Venus. Like an astronaut, dad, evacuating Venus. I'm an ejaculating Venus. We cut to the crowd. Dead silence. And you're like, I think maybe I should talk about my family again.
1: Yeah. Basically... (laughs) Um, but then I start like my I started talking about my family more In just more of a natural way, and then um, my dad got he actually got sick he sick he had Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, Katie told me that's why I'm nodding.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember you have a podcast now which is called Scattered. Edit that out. It's <laughs> Scattered. <laughs> Edit me repeating it out, too, please. About your dad getting Alzheimer's. Yeah. Which is a very, very... I don't have to tell you this, but it's. A, I understand it's a very, very heavy thing. It's a slow-motion sort of disease. You tell me.
1: Yeah, it's very slow, and it, it never gets any better, and it's like watching someone disappear right before your eyes. Yeah. But it was... Um, and I was living in San Francisco, and my parents were here in Los Angeles, and um, my dad just disappeared one day, and... What does that mean? He Well, my mom called me to let me know that she came home and my dad was gone and she couldn't get a hold of him oh boy so she like he had um
0: he'd wandered off like a fugue state which we all learned from breaking bad <laughs> yeah like he just forgot where he was going yeah maybe forgot who he was totally and just went
1: he just went what and, a nightmare and it was like 6 p.m i was like how long has he been gone mom and she was like since eight in the morning, whoa! And I'm like, what? And she's like, I was like, call the cops. She's like, a little Latino lady. She's not. She doesn't. She's like, I'm not gonna call the cops. Like, right. what are they gonna do? And I'm like, right. Oh. So like, I call. You the want cops. me to rat? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not a rat, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, snitches guys, okay, snitches. <laughs> 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 not when we're looking for a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So like, I call nine one one. I call the police, and I call my friends back home, and they're like wandering around i have a friend walking around the south bay galleria with a picture of my dad and people knocking door to door wow and um the cops called me like two hours later and my dad had made it all the way to south central la from redondo slash torrance how far is that that's like an hour drive or, or like and it turns out he took the bus he just start. he got on the bus and just started taking different bus lines and then he ended up by the coliseum Wow. From you know, south of twenty minutes south of the airport. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so I uh I had I had a sh- weekly show in San Francisco at that time called The Business and it was every Wednesday. Yeah, I've done the business. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I was like, I think I need to go do a set right now. Like I was like, oh. I can't cancel this and then I just was like I just retold the story on stage. Whoa. And um for the first time felt like a comedian it's like that moment where you're like okay that was i was myself season one
0: finale (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry we're gonna have to skip (laughs) some. we'll we'll get a lot of that other stuff in flashbacks, but that has to be in the yeah we're operating on different timelines yeah we're jumping yeah yeah gracias garcia is a time-jumping comedy drama chris is us chris is us
1: (laughs) chris is us Wait, why is it called Chris is Us? Like, this is us. Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. Chris is us. Um, I was like, write that down. No,
0: don't. Uh, <laughs> That's our impulse. Everybody loves Chris? Everybody. Damn it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah,
1: that has to be. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. Everybody, anyway. Yeah. Um, I, it, when it was such, and there was only like seven people in the crowd that night. But, but you did it. But I did it, and it felt... I was like, we know when you think of the people that you look up to, and you're like, that's Pryor, yeah. Lenny Bruce. I mean, it's not on that level or anything. But personally, I was like, I was myself, and I was vulnerable, and right. I was just in the moment. Yep. I, I didn't. The jokes were there.
0: It's like you took this unformed ball of dough, but you pushed it through your talent, and it came out as like sliced bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my phone never rings. Everything's fine. Okay, great. I think he's just calling to say hi.
1: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, but, all right. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a million pardons. You felt like Pryor. You were better than Pryor. <laughs> I was better than Pryor. Better than Pryor's, Pryor's and Gar- uh, Garland's. <laughs> oh my God. Jeff Garland? <laughs> talking to Pryor. Hey! You don't get into the plane, you get on the plane! <laughs> oh my God. Jeff Garland. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. George Garland. <laughs> George, George Garland, <laughs> you gotta pack some stuff. Then you gotta pack a bigger thing of stuff. Seven words you should use <laughs> on an airplane. Or... Here's seven words you should say on curb. <laughs> yes, Larry, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: that's so funny.
0: Oh my god! Shout out. Uh, so, but you found your true voice and yeah. a real hard moment.
1: Yeah, and it, and was, it was funny? I know that's a weird it question. It was funny. I, Cause
0: it didn't have to be funny. You could have just told the story, but you found My jokes. friend Alex found the tape the other day. I was like,
1: "Oh, this is It's nice. I mean, you know, there's some soft moments, <laughs> but like it was like you listen, you're like, "Oh, that's a that's good." <laughs> like for in the, the moment. Tape. Yeah. Whoa. Because I was like, Wait, do you have this by any chance? And my friend recorded all the sets. And so was like, lower
0: half credits, we play <laughs> the real take. <laughs> um, whoa. So funny. Chris is us. <laughs> yeah. I think we just <laughs> sold it? <laughs> sold? And so it was funny? It was funny. And then
1: you know, obviously a very serious matter, but like... I didn't want to sh- I but I just started talking about my life more whether it was my dad or not. Yeah. And just the real th- emotions that were happening. Yeah. And I feel like after the first 6 years of like swimming or 5 years, yeah. like I wasn't one of those guys that just picked it up right away and was like just came out of the gate. Also I was all the way in San Francisco or whatever, but mm-hmm. like I at that time I was like okay, now I'm I'm finally being more of myself than ever before and i didn't feel as rudderless as like being like dirty stuff music right blah blah blah." i was like
0: oh i have a life and there's things happening just to relate that was a turning point in my life when i started to recognize that my family wasn't as normal that that's not code everybody needs to realize that their family is unique no matter how normal it might have seemed just because there's four of us and pretty standard But then you're like, wait, it was kind of nuts. And you realize that you are like even something as simple when I realize like, wait, not everybody went to Christian college and not everybody thought they were going to be a youth pastor. And then you just go, oh, that's my story. And when other people help nudge me into that, it's like I I see it with Kumail, too, for the first 10 years of stand up together. He never talked about being from Pakistan. And then later you do the movie. You know, you figure out the fullness of your perspective when your skill level is ready to tackle something that you could tackle very poorly if you did it right away. Totally. Yeah.
1: And it was just that time. Yeah. Wow. And, and it feel like it, I mean, it saved me in a lot of ways, but it really was, and it, I mean, it just helped me get through the difficult parts of, of Alzheimer's and, you know, my mom and my mom's very funny and stuff like that. We would joke about it, but like, yeah, fine. Like humor came full circle. i <laughs> not even right being when this. You needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really, that was cool what do,
0: what were you doing your dad went so so far an hour drive from his house now you're doing the set that night i feel like the rubber's meeting the road you're going to figure out how you're going to be involved in your dad's illness
1: yeah so i start coming home more i um i come home to visit and we do it was for my birthday and we did this it was drive right around your birthday yeah and we do um this drive we've done a million times we go to manhattan pier like manhattan beach pier which uh, that's where I went to high school and we, we always went to the pier and to the beach and stuff. And on the drive back, he just totally forgot who I was. Oh, wow. And so, and so we're driving
0: in past- an aggressive way or a passive way. Oh. Cause there's a, who the hell are you? And then there's a, you're kind of putting it together that he's not sure who you are. Passive. Yeah. Completely passive.
1: And so we're driving past my old high school, which he went to too. Cause he took English classes at this high school and he's like, In Spanish, she's like, "What's that? uh, What's there's that place? What's the place? The place with the rich kids?" And I'm like, "Miracosta." Like my Mm. high school, he's like, "Oh yeah, baseball field." Did you play baseball? Mm. And I'm like, "Uh," and I was like, "Yeah," and start playing along. I'm like, "Yeah, I played baseball." He's like, "Righty or lefty?"
0: I'm like, "We're both left-handed." And you're left-handed baseball hitter? Yeah. Chris, can I blow your mind right now? What? I'm left. Oh,
2: come on!
0: I'm a left-handed hitter, and when I told you, my dad was like, "Peter was such a great hitter." He thought it was so cool. That was the first feeling I ever got. That my not the first, but one of the biggest ones that I experienced was my father thinking it was cool that I was a lefty. Oh, wow! I know. I, I believe Babe Ruth could do both. It was switch hitter, lefty, or maybe he wasn't. Somebody really yeah. famous was a lefty, and I was like, "I'm a lefty." You're a lefty, and your dad was a lefty, and so you have the lefty bond, the with lefty other bond. lefties, yes. you know, because they're you know, they got that right fielder, yeah, and they think uh, put the less good guy in right field, and but I mean, here comes, gracias,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the so, nickname only
0: I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. noticed <laughs> only I'm using it.
1: Hasn't really stuck, Pete. Uh, I, it's been a while now, they've been calling me this. <laughs> 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 i'm so sorry no i no, don't it. um and uh but that was heartbreaking he's like lefty and he's like and i'm yes. like lefty he's like oh shit man i wish i would have known i would have t- taught you how to throw a curveball and like all this stuff wow
0: and then you throw left too yeah i throw left and oh my god and he
1: taught me how to pitch and do all this stuff and, and he
0: did and he's telling you i should have done this but and he did
1: yeah so your heart's just my heart is just um below the ground it yeah. is so dead and i'm like um and then he's like so um he thinks i'm like he's like where are you taking me young man and i'm like home it's like yeah. i don't know if i have enough for that fare hmm. i'm like my dad thinks i'm a cab driver and hmm. um, take, are they hmm? sorry keep going um and we get home and it's i'm just like i can't believe this and you know bring them upstairs and he remembers me suddenly.
0: Mm. but Context, I, probably. At, once you're at the house, I have to think it might be easier. Maybe Is that how it works? I don't know. I took off my sunglass. My
1: sunglasses were confusing. You me. were
0: wearing a disguise. <laughs> I, was, I
1: was wearing, I was dressed as George we You were Island. in a yellow cap and I was Jeff <laughs> yeah, 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 Garland. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, George Garland. <laughs> yeah, George uh, Garland. I was doing my routine. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if there are other emotions at play. Obviously, yeah. a schmo like me can be like, that's sad. Yeah. Was it frustrating? Was it scary? Just... Walk me through everything. It was
1: terrifying because when Alzheimer's, all I really knew is like Ronald Reagan had it, uh, makes old people loopy, whatever mm. hacky stand up jokes we've ever seen. Right. But, and I was like, when dad had early onset Alzheimer's, you're kind of like, oh, um, oh yeah, he's just going to be loopy for the rest of his life. Right. Like you don't know that you completely deteriorate. Right. And so seeing that for the first time mm. just confirmed. I I mean it was all the fears that like we were all in denial about because mm. my mom was in denial too she's like oh yeah it's all, was like, well, it's fine we don't need to tell people at church about it or in the community you mm. don't want them to think it's weird or anything right, you know right, right. and so uh, it was just terrifying, mm. and I was angry because my mom hadn't told me. But I felt like she had probably—I'm sorry, Chris—you didn't know the diagnosis. When I had you were known driving? they had early onset Alzheimer's, but there was actually no clue other than he would call me, he'd repeat a story every once in a while, or mm. call me Laura, my sister's name. Mm. But it was like light—you <laughs> yeah. know, it was just kind
0: of goofy. You could have been prepped. I could have been prepped. And that's what made you angry. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, what the hell? But then the crazy part is when we get to the house, my dad goes, you're a good and decent man. I will appreciate this the rest of my life. The ride? Yeah, for the ride. That's what he said to me. Hmm. So even though he didn't know who I was, he was still so kind wow. to me. And I was like, that, that's such a confusing, yeah. it's so sad. But then you're like still a good he's like the kindest person still. yeah yeah. and it was just and then after that i was like i need to move home wow so then i'm you know a couple months later i moved here to los angeles wow um with my girlfriend who's now my wife and uh just started helping my dad and living at the house well just for a little while and Mm. then we we moved out but like as soon as we moved back it was like he can't in the house anymore because he had you know he was too far along and mm. it becomes dangerous like they get scared you know we had to hide all the silverware because he would get scared and like try to protect himself and of come course. at us with like a
0: knife or something right. and then um the level of confusion if you don't know who people are it's not always going to be like an easy well this is probably a cab driver you're like i'm in my house and there's someone i don't it would be i i'm I can't fully relate, obviously, but yeah. if I didn't know who somebody in my house was, that's literally the stuff of American Horror Story. There's just a it's stranger in your house. completely terrifying.
1: Yeah. And so he would just lash out and it would, just became too dangerous. Mm. And then he, he slipped and he fell and he hurt himself and had to go to the ER. And then we we're like, I was like, Mom, he has to go in a home, mm. which was so tough because there's so much shame in that for my mom. And then our community in the latino community she was like what are people going to think that i just gave up on your father that i don't care about him like all this shame right and i was like mom fuck that <laughs> like dad is not sleeping he's crawling around on the ground like he's smeagol or whatever yeah. you know and it was, was, he? He was yeah crawling? he was crawling and it was he had he had gotten sundowners which is when you can't uh like you don't know what time it is anymore you don't sleep at night you're just up at all hours mm. And so we we had to, like, trade shifts being awake 24 hours a day to, like, watch him. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And so we had to find a place for him. And luckily, and, you know, we don't have a lot of money, so a lot of the places were just, like, so bad. Like, Mm. there we went to this nursing facility, and I just remember this guy, he was, like, a young guy, and he just had, he was, like, the... Whatever the not the owner, but the guy who ran the place, and he had it. His desk was just covered in half-drank Gatorade bottles, <laughs> and oh, it, like, whoa. and the place looked like The Walking Dead. And he looked me and my mom in the eye and was like, "It's five thousand dollars a month to like have your dad here. Like five thousand dollars for this like shitty, miserable." You place? give us five? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That how privilege? It <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uh, and then luckily, we found this place in Long Beach that was like. Incredible, and they had like a low income bed, and they had promised not to. My dad actually went another home for a second, but he freaked out and he like punched a nurse, and they're like, "He can't be here; he's too violent." But this other house was like, "It's a violent disease. I can't believe any place ever kicked you out." Yeah, of course, we promise you he could be here for the rest of his life. Wow, and um, and it, it was so quick and. Val, my wife and I we were like driving around trying to find this place, going to different places and we get to this place and I don't have like any paper- like paperwork ready and Val had her checkbook because we we're also looking for an apartment, and she paid the deposit and then we needed my dad's signature on this one thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be back and we'll go home we'll be back in twenty minutes, but my dad was in the hospital like we couldn't we had to do this before that the place closed and the, like a bed's going quick if you can do this right now the place is yours we have a wait list or whatever yeah. and then val just like forges my dad's signature like completely perfectly yeah and i show it to my mom and my mom's like and my mom sees it and she was like valerie did that and i'm like and she's like it's good but you can't trust that lady <laughs>
2: She, she was like, she's like, this my too big. I almost cried
1: because this looks so good, but you can't trust that lady. Oh <laughs> like, and my she, like, made God. It thing. She turned it into a lesson. <laughs> yeah, she turned into a lesson. She's like, uh, that's trouble. You got to oh watch out. Oh <laughs> my God.
0: Watch your money.
1: Yeah, watch <laughs> your money. <laughs> uh, do not
0: give this woman power of attorney. Actually, it doesn't seem like it'll matter because yeah, yeah, yeah. she can do anything she yeah. wants.
1: Wow. Um, but then, you know, he was there and he was there for like a couple years
0: and, um, there is something real. You must have appreciated these caregivers because of your experience in the caregiving community. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew, here he is punching a nurse, and you're somebody who had been hit yeah. by not a patient, but yeah. somebody you were working with. I was like, this is fucking thematically. I'm not even trying to pitch the show anymore. No, I'm no, like, no, no, no. Isn't it wild that you're seeing this kind of come back? I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's what a non-writing producer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like these poor kids have a little, little glitch in their head. That's in right. Their heads, and my dad got a glitch too. Right, and this result became very violent.
0: Right, and but he you- didn't mean it. You but, know? even though obviously you rightfully were like, "This is too much for me, yeah, but it gave you that understanding and that compassion, I think
1: the caregivers were so great, and mm. they were just they 're just so special people because they also don 't make a ton of money, <laughs> but some of them are like my my mom had alzheimer's, and so now this I is work how here. I do this it. is how I deal with it, and mm. like everyone had some sort of backstory. Um, that was just so beautiful and they were just so tender and these people knew my dad and our family, they became our family for like the last five years of his life. Wow. And it was so, wow. Yeah, I'm very grateful.
0: Not to fish for something sweet, but were there good moments with your dad, even in the disease? Um, were there peaceful times? I, I mean, it sounds like there was a lot of erratic times. Did he ever settle into this? I don't know what I'm asking. I'm no, just saying, no. I understand. What was it like? Um, the beautiful moments were like, I went to visit
1: him on the morning of my wedding day. Cause I wanted, cause I, I was like, my dad can't be, he couldn't leave the home, you know, he was too far along. And I visit my dad and I'm just like talking to him. he He's non-vocal at this point. Mm. And I'm just like, Bobby, you would love her. I mean, you've met her, but I wish you could be here mm. and all this stuff. And I just like, I am by the end, I'm just weeping. Of course. And I dad just starts rubbing my back and, like, Chris. dancing back and forth and, like, oh. he's, like, smiling and he, he couldn't really smile that much but he was, like, taking his mouth and, like, opening his mouth With and, his like, hand. and then trying to do it to Jeez. me like we were... It felt like a um a baby gorilla and his dad <laughs> like wow. it was just like this moment where he was just like trying to dance and smile and i was like oh my god he's like still in there wow. the, even if he, i don't know if he knows who i am i don't know what this is right but this moment happened it's a, you're a kind and, it was kind and the decent tri- man yeah. sort of thing
0: and it was the what uh you were saying
1: uh, oh and it, it was but it was just so beautiful, and I yeah. needed it, yeah. and he gave it to On me. On your wedding day? On my wedding day. And then you went and got married. And then I went and To Val. To vow. <laughs> The woman
0: not to be trusted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the woman not to be trusted. Uh, but yeah, there was always little moments like that where like, my dad, masculine, old school guy, um, would always carry my mom's purse like before he got alzheimer's and from time to time you would pick it up and you just start walking around with it and it was just like oh wow because you can kind of tell how people were when they were young before they got the disease like it'll it'll bubble to the surface somehow yeah and with my dad it was like what a guy wow yeah.
0: beautiful mm-hmm. and, and when did he pass
1: um he passed in 2017 on super bowl sunday wow.
0: <laughs> um so it's like um who is the halftime <laughs>
2: Oh, Shakira! No, no, no. No.
0: Uh, I just want to know who got ruined for you. You can't. You oh, can't. Tom
1: Brady! I can't look at his fucking stupid face. Is that right? <laughs> it was. It was the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Is when they beat the Falcons. They were down by like twenty-seven. I'm like, God damn Tom Brady! And um, this year, I'm watching it for the first time, and I decided. You know, Josh Gondelman this, does this really yeah. sweet thing where he donates money on. The Super Bowl, like you'll like donate, like I don't know how much per touchdown, but I was like this year I'm gonna donate a hundred dollars for every touchdown scored wow. to the Alzheimer's Association, wow. just to try to cheer myself up. Let's hope it's not the Patriots. <laughs> no, it's not the Patriots. Who is it's it? The Forty Niners, which was my dad's team, and I was like, okay, Isn't maybe it's team? time. Uh, maybe it's time to like.
0: I said that to Katie. For this is, this <laughs> yeah, is not, yeah. a, it's not a TV show. Katie, Katie, isn't that your team? I know things about you. <laughs> uh, Are they going to win?
1: Ooh, it's tough. It's kind of a tough one. <laughs> we'll see. It's a good matchup. All right. Uh, who's the other team? The Kansas City Chiefs. Give yeah, me
0: fifty thousand. The Chiefs. <laughs> like I know nothing about sports, but based on both of you guys, I'm like Chiefs to win the coin flip. Chiefs to win the kickoff. Chiefs to win the onside kick. I only yeah. know stuff from Madden. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs to win the reset. The Genesis. <laughs> uh, okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for opening up about that. Yeah. And not to be stupid, but I, this is what the podcast is about. I mean, you're going to go into this, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I was like, this is. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about one. your podcast. No, this is
0: a. I want to get the word out about your wonderful oh, podcast. Um, edit, thank you. Edit point here. <laughs> <laughs> Just say the name again because I already
1: forgot. Uh, Shattered. Scattered. Scattered. So my dad's dying wish was to be scattered along the coast of Cuba. And. Um, my mom just refused. And then slowly make its way into... <laughs> yeah, back to Los back Angeles. To Los Angeles. <laughs> so we put, uh, yeah, we put a mic right outside of Veradero Beach in Cuba, and we put the Zoom there, and we just were, we put it in a bottle, and we were waiting it with a couple, some of my dad's incinerated remains, of course, and yes. we're waiting for it to come back. So he was way. cremated.
0: And he wanted to be scattered in in Cuba. That was
1: his dying wish. Cuba. And so the podcast is, We know, we started recording it very naturally. You actually were there um, the night we recorded Two Dope Queens, and I just happened to do the set, and um, you were very nice about it. It was gorgeous. And my dad died that week. Holy shit. And I knew he was dying, and it was just one of those sets where you're like... (gasps) This is it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. when you're like, you, you have it in your heart to do comedy. Yeah. heavy moments. And then um, they just were like, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, sorry, my dad just died, but maybe we can talk some other time. And then six months later, the we The Queens talking, asked you? Um, WNYC, the, oh. you know, the producers of it. Wow. And then it just happened really naturally where we didn't know we were recording. And then suddenly it was like, oh, no, this is about my dad <laughs> and my family's life. Mm. And... um Cause I talked about him so much on stage and stuff, but it turns out that I didn't know all that much about his life before he came to the United States. Mm. And I didn't ha- because of Alzheimer's the last 10 years, I didn't have the opportunity to have the conversations that adults, children have with their parents. Right. Like, what was it like all that? I never got to do that. Right. 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 So I go on this journey where I talk to like family members I'd never met before and his old friends wow. and, um, and, yeah. And then we try to fulfill his wish to scatter his ashes as wow. a family. Wow. And, um, I'm really proud of it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is it a mini
1: series? Yeah. It's just six episodes okay. and a bonus episode where we, I talked to Karen Kilgariff, um, who, um, her mom died of Alzheimer's and we have like a talk about it. That's like brutal and funny at the same time. Cause wow. she's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. but then, yeah, there's six episodes and, um, it's, uh, you know, it's sad and it's funny and it goes back and forth. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for you, man. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. So, we talk about uh religion or faith or whatever you want to say or just the lack of faith or the what what's going on here at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's how we end. Um it sounds you were raised uh Catholic school because the school was better. Catholic
1: school, but my parents are kind of like my sister was born again and my parents went to like a little like Latino Assembly of God boogie down Tambourine church like Pentecostal, <laughs> yeah, it's like Pentecostal church, and um there my mom is still very religious, and my sister is, and i have I'm not super religious, yeah um but I'm not um but i I believe in God yeah. <laughs> I think you know like I'm uh, militantly agnostic, <laughs> like maybe? If that's a thing where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know, probably.
0: I think that's so interesting. Uh, I was just listening to my, my homeboy, Richard Rohr, and he was talking about the original meaning of faith meant to be comfortable in not knowing. Yeah. He was like, and we completely reverse that into like concrete certitude of knowing. Yeah. Like there is a God, there is this, this is how it works. He's like the whole, the original intent of faith Was to be comfortable in not knowing. So, like, militantly agnostic to me sounds not that I'm here to judge people's answers, but that sounds very lovely. You're just like, that seems like a participation in unknowing and trying to find comfort. In not knowing and uncertainty yeah would you say that's right for you you said it better than i could have said it, <laughs> it sounds it's crazy. all i, I uh, <laughs> do <in eight>, so and <laughs> yeah. I, I have a slight advantage yeah with those i'm words. not
1: sure but i know i know also people that really kind of like hate on religion and stuff but i think it's just done nothing but great things for my family yeah and i cannot deny that that like that sense of community and kindness and compassion that my family has received and given from it mm-hmm.
0: um i do believe in mm-hmm. yeah well, I mean, when you mentioned having a friend that walked around with a photo, not to assume that was a church friend. I'm just saying human kindness is a wonderful religion. That's what the the Dalai Lama said, his religion is kindness. But that sort of stuff, anything – obviously, religion has been used and misused and ruined, Some, a lot of people might rightfully say. But there is that communal aspect, that identity-building aspect. And just – you know, when you're dealing with something as complicated as like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like right now we're floating in space. Yeah. And we all forget cuz we're just in this little garage right now. And we're yeah. like, no, not I'm in a garage. It's like zoom out. It's so fucking nuts. So like it's almost like having compassion for whatever gets you through the night, meaning if the stories help, if the songs help, if the moral lessons help, the structure helps. Like who are we to judge? I'll start judging as soon as you start fucking up other people's shit. Totally. I'll be the first to judge you <laughs> and I won't apologize for it. But like, if you're trying to be a good person, if you're trying to find some connection to meaning and your place in this very, very confusing conundrum, yeah. then, then that can be quite lovely. I agree. Yeah. And but what do you think? What about, whenever people have people close to them that pass, do you feel your dad? This isn't just a Chris question. This is what I ask anybody. Is there still an ongoing Relationship, even though he left his body, do you feel him do you- yeah even Kobe died this week,
1: yeah. and growing up here in los angeles it 's a big deal, yeah, and even though i didn 't agree with my dad all the time, especially with like politics. Or mostly politics. (laughs) We didn't Ah, agree
0: a lot. Politics. uh, uh, That's enough. (laughs) A lot. That was a lot. It's a word that means a lot of stuff. Uh, Yeah.
1: And then growing up in Inglewood, which wasn't the best neighborhood as a kid, the Lakers played in Inglewood. And the Lakers were such a big part of my childhood, and we didn't have to talk, even growing up, we didn't have to talk about politics or anything, and the 90s in L.A., were kind of tough there was the riots there was like all this stuff going on and in 96 kobe came to the lakers (laughs) and right when i was like college age just my dad being like i used to be a communist too stupid (laughs) and like like all this stuff but it would give us this uh, this thing that we could enjoy. You thought you were a communist? Yeah. I was like, Dad, I'm not a communist. Like, yeah, I used to. Everyone was excited about Fidel at first, but then, uh-uh, things changed. Oh Don't be stupid. My <laughs> but God. we could just watch the Lakers together. And, like, I would just think of all these great memories. Yeah. With my dad yelling at Kobe or yeah. praising Kobe and yeah. all this stuff. And so, Kobe's they become death, symbols. They
0: become symbols. They're way bigger than a human being. This sounds like, I I don't want to sound like I'm minimalizing. I'm actually trying to relate. It's like Batman died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a non-sports fan, I'm like a symbol that means something to not just people's lives, but their psyche and their past and their relationships with their families and their communities and the way that they understand the world died. Totally. So I, I, even though I wasn't, I'm not a sports fan. Yeah. I understand that. So that keep going. He was You're like
1: t- a symbol of these beautiful times and these beautiful memories. And just like yeah. I remember, my dad came to Berkeley to watch a Blazers game where in the playoffs, and my dad with my friends just watching together and them getting a kick at my kick at like my dad just like. he'd he'd watch the the Lakers and be like to be a Lakers fan is to be a masochist and my friends still remember that because they're like it's so true your dad nailed it but like it was just a symbol of these memories (laughs) because they'd always win at the buzzer and stuff and just uh, thinking of Kobe and I I just I've just i also just been thinking of my dad all week and I mean of course it's so sad for Kobe and his daughters I can't even imagine what that's like Mm. but then I I was even I even thought I was like at least my dad wasn't around to see this because it would have broken his heart.
0: Right, right, he, right. Which is
1: a weird feeling. Right. But I was like, oh, I would hate for my dad to see Kobe lose yeah. his daughters and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. but any usually it's almost like um, grief. There's there's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon to it where you could pretty yeah. much bring anything back to
0: yeah. the person you're grieving. I think sports heroes are so linked to. Our families—that yeah. it is like losing. It can obviously can be like losing a family member. Yeah, because I, I wasn't a Red Sox fan, but my brother and my father—they bonded through the Red Sox. Yeah, so I feel like that uh, a, a, Re- a Red Sox hero dying yeah. would be really, really hard uh, for them. It's also hard for me. I'm not. I'm not a just because I didn't watch the games. It's obviously devastating. Yeah, for me as well. But any big death turns the spotlight back on us, and we're like, oh, right, we're all vapor. Like, we're vapor. It's really troubling. Yeah. Really troubling. But um, I'm wondering what you think might happen after we die. That's a fun way, or an interesting thought experiment to be like, to get at some secret supernatural belief that you might have. (laughs) You know, I don't know. In my father's case, what
1: I thought, once he died, because of the way he died psychically in my head I was relieved because like I, my dad gets to be himself again mm-hmm. I feel like you get to be yourself again for him he wasn't he he was stripped of all of his mental and physical faculties and his dignity for the last 10 years of his right, life right. but I feel like in his case he gets to be that 40 or whatever in yeah. his prime and he yeah. just gets to be the great person good...
0: into the infinity even though and I kind of feel you saying this too even if that's not literally true I think those uh, metaphors of like heaven, right of being yeah. brought back into all the people that have gone, yeah. and going back to God, is like a very viable and useful way to understand the idea that when we die, we're like a cup of water and you pour us in the ocean. And there, not only are you in your complete le- completeness, you've merged in the completeness of everything. Yeah. So of course, your dad's faculty is in the everything. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. seems so childish to be like, oh, he's partying, he's having his favorite sandwich. No, But like, of course, everything is in everything. Infinity is infinity.
1: Yeah. The, maybe the illusion of us being separate from
0: each other is gone,
1: and he just gets that's to be part I'm of everything s- forever. That's yeah. exactly
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. You stop being a cup. Yeah, The Buddhists say it's like the air in a vase, the, the vase, <laughs> the, vase <laughs> the vase breaks and the air returns to the air that was surrounding it. But in that is infinite possibilities. And that is truly an exciting thing to consider. I don't just mean for the narcissism of like, and I get to go, Pete gets to go, and he's killing on stage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, sure. That might be an oversimplification of saying you go from separateness to infinite interconnectedness. Yeah. Which is sort of in uh, my very basic understanding of physics, what's happening? Everything's being recycled and everything's just going around and around and around. There's nowhere to go There's nowhere to be Yeah So when you lose your body You lose your vessel It makes perfect sense to be like Here's how I'm gonna explain Your return to the everything Yeah And that's heaven And you can just say To a child Or to someone who doesn't really like Getting off Talking about this stuff At this depth Just be like He's in heaven Yeah great well, that's that's one of the coolest things sorry to take over here for a second, I but i'm loving it the coolest thing for me is losing all my religious beliefs and then circling back to a place where i'm like i i have them i just understand them differently and that's been really really satisfying to pete yeah <laughs> pete likes that it's super fun <laughs> and then you go back chat. to a place where you can say to lila you go to it's heaven that's that's what's going on yeah and later if you'd like to talk more your dad and you can smoke a joint. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll microdose. No, I'm just, kidding. just kidding, Grandma. <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> kidding. Love. Not kidding. Just kidding. Not kidding. <laughs> I always think of Bill Maher's poster because it's everywhere in town that says "Sorry, not sorry." I was like, "That's the, that's like such a that's our culture is like sorry, not sorry." I'm not even criticizing it. Yeah. I'm just like we are such a like. Deal with it. Deal with it. Because yeah, we're so yeah. like whatever I, I'm I'm in a I'm on a motorcycle driving. We're not like a, America, I mean, isn't very like group minded, so it's just like deal with it yeah. and we love other people that are like deal with it. And I actually think that's the appeal of Trump to some people is like sure. the king of just like Deal with it. Yeah, people are like, yeah. Why wouldn't we uh, 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 elect somebody that is like the manifestation of our cultural identity of what greatness is? For it's sure. just like, look, I got my pizza, <laughs> and I don't care about the environment, yeah. and I took a shit and I didn't flush yeah. it, and now I'm moonwalking in cowboy boots. Yeah, that's well, a good I want comment. to Live vicariously through that. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what fun! All right, we talked heavy. We, we talked. Did. We talked God. We're having fun. We end light. One. It's just one. Well, I have two. Two final questions. Has anything ever happened to you that you can't explain? This is a a catch-all question. Ghosts are in here. Aliens are in here. Uh, Serendipities are in here. And and you can also just say, I can't think of anything. Please don't feel on the spot. But if there's something incredible, you saw some shit, I want to know it, and I'm asking. This is... Absolutely true. I can't And wait. I've
1: thought about this your a lot. Your hand is up. <laughs> My hand is your up.
0: hand is up. For emphasis. I, I love it. One time. I can't <laughs> wait. Let's savor. Let's <laughs> savor the moment before you say it. Because if your hand goes up and you go, one time, yes, have a sip of that fucking Perrier. You are king
1: of the comedians. <laughs> I have no explanation for this. And it is absolutely true. I can't wait. I went to the bathroom. Yeah. I was sitting. Yep. Trying to go poo, right? <laughs> trying to do a number still two. Still having a trouble with that number <laughs> yeah, two. I <laughs> still have a
0: number with a number two. <laughs> still kind, can't quite close it off.
1: Um, and in I looked when I was done, I looked in there and there was a full Dorito. You need to <laughs> shut Listen, the fuck up. And I don't know if I was constipated and there was a Dorito. Was in it there? broken?
0: No. The full it was triangle? A full
1: triangled orange. Fading
0: away. Okay. I'm Dorito. going to write down three things. <laughs> yes. Chris. Yeah. Bobby. That belongs to the Ripley's <laughs> Believe
1: It or Not Museum! You did it! I did it! <laughs> You're a writing producer! co <laughs> <laughs> e you shit a full-form I shit form a I'm not sure. I felt like I shit it
0: out. Yep. I knew I was trying. I feel like you would know. Why do we all... Every, I feel like everyone listening knows what it would feel like. The granular dusted with cheese feel of a, of a shit Dorito. I
1: think I probably didn't, and I might have been constipated. And there happened to be a Dorito in there.
0: Who's throwing one Dorito in there? I,
1: it was in a dorm,
0: a college dorm. I hate Occam's Razor in this case. I want to believe that you should have <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not think that Chet threw one Dorito <laughs> yeah, in there yeah, yeah, and you yeah. didn't notice it when you sat down. I'm going to go with you shat a Dorito. I shat a Dorito. I love that question. I'm never not going to ask that one. <laughs> and that is the best answer I've ever gotten. Thank you. Can you think of the time in your life you laughed the hardest? There you go, people who love Syntax. Um, or a time it doesn't have to be the time. Uh, okay.
1: So I was back, bringing it back to my dad, and we were he he took a spill, and he was in this is ER. Alzheimer's dad. This is Alzheimer's dad. and uh, he for a week he was in this uh, psych ward then a geriatric ward, and he wouldn't remember us. He couldn't remember us. And visiting hours were over, and we go, and we take him back to this bed, and he is laying there, and he sees my mom's purse, and he um, snaps out of it. He, like, grabs the purse, and he's like, Matika. Like, he starts talking to my mom. <clears throat> he's like, Matika, where you been? Like, blah, 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 blah. And he, like, pulls my mom in, kisses my mom, you know? And then everyone's crying, you know, my nurse, my sister, um, and uh, I'm trying not to cry because I'm like, dad wouldn't want me to cry because he's a tough
0: guy and I'm going to be tough for my dad. He doesn't even like it when I skip anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he doesn't
1: even even care. Um, And uh, I rub my dad on his back and then he looks up at me and he says, who's this Mexican faggot? Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Which is the worst. It's a terrible thing. Alzheimer's makes you say horrible things that you don't mean, and it's not okay. But I was like, "Ah!" and everyone just loses it, and the nurse is losing it. Everyone loses it so hard, so hard. Like We are like, this is the funniest, because it was the darkest thing, and then followed by the most beautiful moment, and then my dad... Just innocently, yes. Says Who's, this terrible you're not thing. even Mexican. Not even Mexican.
0: Oh my God! And, and you j- go, Dad. I'm half Mexican, half <laughs> Jewish.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I should hate me or hate me. <laughs> Chris, yeah.
0: Season finale. Season finale. Series finale. <laughs> that um, is the king of that, the answer of the hardest time I've A
1: real real um insane moment. Where you're like, yes, it is the mom. darkest
0: also Yeah, it was and the a, purse, you even set up the purse.
1: The whole um the space shuttle, the Endeavor, was landing in Los Angeles and my dad worked in the, he wanted me to be an astronaut. And it was like circling around Long Beach where the hospital was and doctors were like and nurses were going to the window to see the Endeavor come home to Los Angeles and my dad had no recollection of it. Wow. And so I was like, what? And then all the way to him calling me that. <laughs> like the emotions wow. had gone. I think it had it, gone to such a dark place. I that mean, it's this a punchline. Just like boom.
0: Who is this? Is yeah. one. Yeah. Mexican is yeah. two, yeah. and obviously the F word is yeah. the third. Yeah. And that is a doozy. Of <laughs> that a third. is a doozy. And that you laughed. We laughed, and you know what I mean. It could have been a sad one, but it was like this is what's happening. And it is absurd. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah.
1: And then wow. the nurse is like, how long has your dad had this? Like five years. And she very sweetly was like, it gets funnier.
0: <laughs> like it was like, oh this really my like, God, it, <laughs> it gets funnier. Yeah.
1: And it does. It gets at but it gets funnier. Like it was, it was a very beautiful moment. Also for the and nurse you're to have that type <laughs> yeah,
0: of, so and glad. you're trying not to cry I'm not to, to
1: cry. impress him, to impress my, I was like,
0: Dad, I'm macho, too. I'm not the... Wow. Poet. I'm not anything... Oh, that is too good. Yeah, that was a good... I feel like that's one of those restaurants where they serve you like a, a freeze-dried ball and it tastes like Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's what that story yeah, was yeah. The cranberry sauce, there's family tension in the ball. That is incredible. Yeah. Well, listen to Scattered. Yeah. Uh, listen to your stand-up. You have two records?
1: Just one record. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought uh, there was two. Uh, one It's called Laughing and Crying at the Same Time
0: forgive (laughs) forgive me i thought i saw you had like a short record and a long record but you and you have a lot of youtube stuff and also just go see you tour yeah we can follow you at
1: um at twitter underscore chris garcia and on instagram at
0: rad tuna i love it do you you want some cbd (laughs) yeah sure do you want some for your dog or do you want some you can have both do you have a dog uh no I just, well, you're not going to get this joke I have about <laughs> dos peritos and one perro That's a, that's a two-hour callback Here's uh, Charlotte's Web, this is the kind I like, mint chocolate Oh, that's awesome, yeah. I've had this and I love it Oh, great, and this is to sleep if you want Do you want the sleep kind? Uh, yeah, it's for a, sure Those are sleep <laughs> sleep gummies Oh my god, thank you Go to cwhemp.com slash weird And the promo code, I believe, is keepitcrispy17 It Crispy 17, 17. Cool. Uh, and if, if it's before February, it's 70, 40% off. And after that, it'll be uh, less, but still good. Yeah. And that's, thank you but so that's, much. That's for you, obviously. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for doing this. Dude, yeah. I think you're incredible. I think that I've made that clear. <laughs> thank you so much for
1: having me. And
0: it's such a delight to talk to you about funny stuff and real stuff. I know. I feel fed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I laughed, but I also remembered the, the beautiful horror of the world. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I mean that in its fullness. I for mean, sure. It's both. It's both. And sometimes at the same time? <laughs> yeah. What a what a gift you've given us. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. For- oh, say keep it crispy if you if you wouldn't mind. Keep it crispy.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I can I even, say it no, dark I, here? Yeah,
0: you, keep it crispy. I think I've asked someone if they could say it in Spanish before, but there's no way. Déjalo crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know why I had to say deja it in that voice. Déjalo <laughs> <laughs> crispy. I will. Manténgalo crispy. <laughs> oh, like maintain it crispy. What déjalo?
0: kind of keep it let it oh let let it it. no i'm just wondering yeah yeah. i wasn't critiquing keep it i don't critique the crisp (laughs) keep it crispy just keep it thanks man you got it